six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, and too much to drink. This week, Nathan and Travis finish the season with a pair of real head scratchers. It's Batman Forever and Superman 3 today on Six Pack Double Feature. The criminal in question is accomplice in crime, a woman in danger, a partner in training, a hero in black. The adventure begins. Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell. Batman Forever. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, June 16th at a theater near you. You know the only thing that works with that trailer other than Optimus Prime? What? Uh, the fact that it's Danny Elfman's score. It is Danny Elfman's score. Yeah, it's not Elliot Golden, Goldenthal, I think is the name of the guy who did the score for this picture. Which isn't bad. I'll talk about that. The score's okay. It's heroic. It's yeah, a- it's not bad. It's not Danny Elfman. It's definitely different, just like this movie's different from the other <laughs> movies. <laughs> Uh, Welcome in, Bat Gang. It's uh, season finale of Six Pack Double Feature. I'm still not Nathan. And I am still not wanting to watch this movie, but <laughs> I did anyway, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> we totally didn't record this a second time. I was going to say, this isn't the second time we've recorded the first five minutes of this episode. Thank God it was only five minutes and not 25 minutes. It made us sound like the devil. <laughs> it's because it's this movie, man. Is that Optimus Prime? Mike, I heard that and I went, oh, shit. We're going to have to re-record this. I know it. Well, you, so, looked at, you looked at me like, can you fix it? Like, Can you trickery? And I went, nope, can't. No, we'll sound stupid. So it's going to go back. So, so in to, the meantime. To get we'll, to catch you up real quick, Nathan, what beer are you drinking? I am drinking peanut butter jelly time because I'm a little kid, maybe eight, nine years old. I crack open a couple of shitty comic books, and I'm having mm. a PB&J. And it's not bad. It's by uh, Catawba Brewing Company. It's it's uh, brown ale brewed with raspberries and, and peanuts. It's actually it's actually pretty good. That shit sounds fancy. I uh, I went Dark Knight. And I took Batman Mexican for some reason, and I um, <laughs> went south of the border. This is not a Taco Bell. This is McDonald's. I'm, I have a Negro Modelo today. <laughs> <laughs> it's summertime, but I don't want anything too heavy. Um, also, I'd like to get. Uh, I'm going to mention it heavily, probably during the entire episode. Okay, but Batman um, created by Bill King Finger. More after these messages. Put on some fresh gear. Slide in your ride and jet for a super break. There's a new hero in the house, McDonald's Superhero Burger. It's going on with tomatoes, lettuce, three juicy all-beef patties, American and Monterey Jack cheese, all on a hero bun. Hurry, it won't be here forever. So drop in and Mickey D's for a real break. This taste of the month is mad fly. Have you had your break today? Damn! <laughs> what sort of shit is that, man? I I don't know. There would just it's. I didn't okay the commercial. I didn't it's either. just I didn't know that we just existed. Yeah, it <laughs> exists. It will exist eternally in our podcast now. <laughs> By the way, McDonald's not a sponsor, but these a, were messages, not sponsors. A <laughs> a point of comedy. However, yeah, uh, you want to eat a hero sandwich? Dude, it sounds like they threw everything they had in the. What else we got? We We got got a a hero roll and. uh, Mikey brought a pizza for lunch. Throw that shit on there. (laughs) American and Munster cheese or. Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack. (laughs) Monster cheese. (laughs) 
How about two hamburger patties? Why not three? Oh, yeah. Well, because it's the third movie. Okay, oh. I get it. We're working on a level. It looked like a. You know what it looked like? Is it looked a pile looked, of shit? It looked like a Big Mac that had fallen over on its side, <laughs> like this franchise did. Yeah, pretty the, much. Although this movie made money. <sighs> How? I, I I I pulled in a quote from Tim Burton, which is really funny. His name is on it. He as a producer. He was the EP, right? Pretty much. He was a producer. I guarantee you he had no creative input. But it said, I always hate those titles like Batman Forever. That sounds like a tattoo that somebody would get when they're on drugs or something. <laughs> or some or something, or some ki- a kid would write in his yearbook. <laughs> Batman Forever, bitch. Batman Forever sounds like some yearbook shit. I have, been, I have been on drugs many a time and gotten a tattoo, and I've never, never <laughs> gotten even thought Batman, about Batman Forever. Batman Forever? <laughs> Uh, the words Jenny sometimes, yes, um, but I have since had that covered up. You bought this f- DVD, Batman Forever. You bought the DVD for how much? 99 cent. Dollar. A dollar, dollar. I, I bought it for just under a dollar at the dollar menu at McDonald's. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's more sad that you were able to buy a physical copy of it for a dollar or that I rented it on Amazon for $3. And this copy didn't skip, but the other one did. We'll talk about that later. Also, there were literally five seasons of Batman the Animated Series. Several other like other animated movies. Adam West, Burt Ward, yeah. voiced. Oh, yeah, Adam, yeah, those are those are great, by the way. The original 1967 Batman movie, all of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, every other 90s Batman movie in front of this, like in line. Like I had to scroll through all of them to get to Am- Forever. To get to Batman, it took forever. forever to find it, and then to pay four dollars to watch it, and then not. Watch it whenever I want. If I have to, if I want to watch it again, I have to pay four more dollars. Whereas you bought, you bought the right to watch Batman Forever whenever you want for one quarter the price you did online. I support local business. Batman <laughs> created by Bill Finger. Yeah. Uh, so tell I, me about the plot of this movie. I, I I really can't because it's really hard to kind of comprehend. I'm fucking stumped. I, <laughs> I've been watching this movie for twenty five years and I don't know what the fuck is going on. <sighs> I, I forgot how quickly. Here's what I put down how here. How quickly my, you get mad when this movie is my on? My first impression notes were I forgot how quickly Chase Meridian wants the bat dick. Oh, God, she's the worst. No, not Robin or Bat Boy, which is the name he actually threw out as a suggestion. Nightwing. He says Who Nightwing. Who coincidentally too. is also Dick. He's just Dick Grayson. Maybe we need to refer to Robin as Richard Grayson instead. And can you imagine if while going uh, through his side nicknames that he actually, he actually suggested Bat Bat dick. <laughs> Is that like a bat with the big dick hanging down? Maybe. With sonar? Sonar activated penis? <laughs> Only That's how I wanted to recast it, this one with Kevin Bacon. That's not bad. That's not bad. 1995 Kevin Bacon? That, that's the only Mid- thing I could put. No, I, he had more, probably more charisma than Val Kimmer did in this movie. I used to say, Westenberg and I used to say that Val Kilmer was a good Bruce Wayne, but a bad Batman. No, he's, he's not neither. a good... He's, he's neither. neither. I had that down, too. I misremembered. So I many things back, about this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, here's a couple of things that I put down here. like Some personal reflection on Batman Forever and the other <laughs> 90, on the other 90, uh, 90s summer movies. I frequented, I frequented the Thousand Oaks Mall throughout most of the 90s when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I loved to go to um, the Warner Brothers Studio Store. For someone who was seriously fascinated with the film industry, I would surround myself with the closest thing to a film studio. You know, a mall retail store where half of the storefront is filled with stuffed animals. I'm Nathan. I'm yeah. cool. 
I like you know, I like movies. You guys surrounded by you know stuffed animals, but you know hey, there's Bugs Bunny and hey, there's Daffy Duck. But you know that store had on a constant loop by the time like '95 hit the trailer for Batman Forever, and it uh, it got me artificially excited over another Batman movie because oh, it, the trailer it wanted yeah because that's the, yeah the trailer made the trailer's think. great the trailer's able to sell the movie I, I think I I think I played on my '89 excitement because of how much i loved the first batman film everybody but kevin smith loved yeah. that movie oh, yeah and i get why like we uh, talked about the soundtrack or the rather the score to that yeah. movie in uh way back in the summer with uh brain detail specialist yeah jimmy james and it's just so just this listening to the score of the original batman yeah. movie is so powerful yes and this isn't this is like a wet fart that you but not of, funny. Wet farts are funny. This movie is not. No, wet this fart. is a wet fart that you actually pooped a little and didn't realize <laughs> it at first. Like you're at a pool party, right? And you have a wet fart, and you're like, "Oh, oh, oh I should go nope, check that's that." Po- no, that's poop. I should go check that. <laughs> nope, that's a little poop. I've Batmaned in my trunks. I have to. I have to. I'm going to go out the back door, and uh, no pun intended, but I'm leaving this party. <laughs> Which is what they should have done. After this movie, they should have left the pool party. Yeah, they should have left the bat turd in the pool. I re- I remember, I remember liking Batman Forever when I first saw it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, however, I, I didn't realize, at least at that time, that I, I did not have a good good taste back then. <laughs> I realize now that I didn't know what the fuck uh, was good. Yeah, I saw a lot of shitty summer movies in in the nineties that I thought were good at the time that I saw them in the theater. Name one more. Uh, Cliffhanger, The Mask, Speed, uh, Independence uh, Day, uh, Twister, uh, The Nutty Professor, uh, Eraser, Con uh, Air, Face Off, Spawn, Armageddon. Several of mine. That I'm like, are at the time, you're like, yeah. I come back, I'm like, nope, don't want that one. 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 Definitely don't want that one. Shit, I really don't want that one. You have died. You have died. Exactly. Stop. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not going back to Back to the Future. Sorry about. Sorry about that episode, you guys. <laughs> He cleaned it up as best he could, and then I had to trim four more minutes. <laughs> so, okay, come on, man. It's the next thing on my notes. Uh, what doesn't work? No, no, we're not there yet. Okay, we're not there uh, yet. We okay. can't do it. Okay, give me no. a couple. Of, no, let me give it. Give me a couple minutes. Okay, no, and no, then no. We'll go, there, and then we'll definitely go there. That's fine. So, was Jim Carrey's performance supposed to be funny in this movie? Here's what I think. Okay, I did. I, I, I did trivia. Jim Carrey on speed. I did trivia on this. Actually, this is Jim Carrey subdued. This is really? mid, this is mid nineties Jim Carrey. This subdued. feels like in him in the mask. It's worse than the well, mask. So he idolized Frank Gorshin as a kid because Frank Gorshin is very over the original Riddler. Okay, from the yeah, yeah, 60s. yeah. All right, very kind of rubbery faced, over the top performance. Right. So he's channeling that. Uh, so I feel like they 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 came to him and they said, Jim, we're, we want you to play the Riddler. You're Jim Carrey, 1995, so you're pretty much telling us how you're going to play it. So would you please play it as Frank Gorshin? And he was like, I'll do my best Frank Gorshin. And they said, but can you bring Ace Ventura into it as well? And how about a little bit of the mask? And a little bit of the mask, yeah. And, that, that's, and anything else under the sun that you have going for you right now. And that's, it's 1995. That's, that's what he did. And your peak asses in the theater. And let's, let's just be honest. I mean, 1992 Jim Carrey could have played this Riddler way better. Because 1992, Jim Carrey did not have Ace Ventura. He did not have Dumb and Dumber. Right. He did not have the... Uh, Ace Ventura 2 came out uh, around this time, 96, I think. He didn't have his own hype to buy into. 94 had three big movies, and that was Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. was 95. He hadn't even had A Ace time, Ventura uh, 2 yet. Yeah, he hadn't had any time off. So he brought all of that frenetic energy to 
a character that didn't need any more. I like it. Let's go for it. Yeah. yeah. It was it had zero care for the character or the source material. Both, which both kind of I will admit I don't know a ton. Nathan is sitting here across from me. He's wearing his Batman Rogues Gallery of Villains t-shirt and it's got um each villain in sort of a mugshot with the, the date, year that they yeah, yeah, the year that they were introduced into the canon and the Riddler was introduced uh, in 1948. And I don't know a lot about the uh, what I know about the character of the Riddler is from the 67. It'll show. It, and I admit that I'm not I, I'll go I'll go into that more when we hit what doesn't work. Okay. Which my my first line I think that's the first I think that's the half of this episode. Yeah, I think it's the half of it's going to be what doesn't work. Batman I returns have, what doesn't look, work. Look, I I posted a while ago and you're now finally hearing it. I said when you've reached what doesn't work for Batman Forever and it's two pages, you know it's going to be a fun episode to record. <laughs> I have I stopped myself at like a half a page. <sighs> Because you can go, you can just go and go and go with this movie as to what doesn't Look, work. Look, I have stuff that what doesn't work with Superman 3, but it's a totally different vibe. But what I, have I mentioned that Batman was created by Bill Finger and not Bob Kane? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote my, one of the first things I wrote down. It's like, I guess Billy D. Williams had to turn white and then turn into Tommy Lee Jones in order to get to be in this movie. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, this always pissed me off, but the the farther I've gotten away from this, the more it really irritated me. Let's back up real quick. Billy D. Williams wasn't in Batman Returns, was No, he? but he was in the first Batman. And no, he, he was, was, no, he was great. Yeah. He was and great. he was Harvey Dent. Yeah. It was a small role, but, but, he, but was, it was he was on, I think he was slated to- a Trajectory, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. there's something I have in trivia about this, but no, I'm with you. Go yeah. ahead. So they so, bring in over-the-top-ass Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I, said, I love Tommy pissed Lee Jones. So I guess we get a new Harvey Dent. I don't know. Just the further away I get from Batman to Batman Forever, it just – it really – it's like a knife in the side. It's a wide it's a wide chasm. <laughs> oh, one of the other things I marked down here when it first started, I'm like, that security guard in the opening scene was really good at expo- expositional dialogue. Is that what he was guarding at the bank? (laughs) Oh, it's acid. It's melting my shoes. Like, we can't see that. Thank you. Thank you, guard. It's like the, it's like the, uh, the Brody kid in Jaws the Revenge when he's in the boat and the shark's killing him. You're killing me. I'm dying. (laughs) That's actual dialogue. Uh, when did the when did they move the Statue of Liberty to Gotham? What? It's there's a name for it. Did you know they moved it to Metropolis first though? Because in Superman three, <laughs> they they had it on lease. I guess I can't. At least I can't wait to talk to buy. About, I can't wait to talk about Superman three. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty, Fletch's rubber gloves. Statue leases. of Liberty. I I forgot that the Statue of Liberty made an appearance in both. They actually trim. Apparently, they put Gotham in the. Did you notice it said Gotham? Well, yeah. In the yeah, that's dumb. Gotham City will put their name on anything. Yeah, they're whores. Could Gotham City in this movie uh, be even more computer generated? I never noticed it when I first saw it, but man, so I come back bad. to it twenty years, and it's just like when I'm was, like I'm so, like I'm playing a really bad video game. So truly, when but between, I'm assuming you watched this a week ago. Okay, if that. But we're, we're you watched this. We had one right now. You watched this a week ago. I watched this like two weeks ago. Okay. Before then, when was the last time you watched this movie? Probably at least. Was there a 90 in the year? Probably. (laughs) I'm thinking so because, I mean, there's a good chance that I may have moved it with me in VHS copy form that I found. It may have been that copy at Great Escape when I took a picture. (laughs) (laughs) And you were still like, is it not criminal that you can get two copies for 99 cents each and I still had to pay $4 for it to view it online? (laughs) 
on Amazon. And then you said to me, don't forget that joke. And I said, I won't forget that joke. And I, <laughs> and forgot, I, forgot. That, I forgot that joke until just <laughs> it's now. It's criminal. It is. It's nonsense. There's you, more things criminal about this movie than just that. Are we ready for what doesn't work yet? Uh, we can go there. W- would you like to go there? What doesn't work? The new bat suit. <laughs> there are three problems with the new bat suit. Uh, bat nipples. A very predominant uh, codpiece. Bat crotch. And clearly defined butt cheeks where the camera lingers on his ass way too long. For a minute they do. Yeah. The new Batmobile. A. That's 2A. Uh, it looks flimsy as fuck. Looks like a, dude, it looks like a penis. Yeah. It looks like a penis. That entire frame just bounces and rattles a lot when being driven around. Also, there's no way that Finn is going to make the clearance for picking up McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> uh, 2B. Uh, <laughs> driving up the side of the building. Uh, yes. Even if it's being pulled up by a winch, how did it get down? Did Batman just wait for the henchmen to fully burn to a crisp, for the fires to die down before lowering himself back down into that alley that he tried to escape out of? Uh, three. Val Kilmer as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. His performance is... It's disinterested. He clearly wishes he was somewhere else. <laughs> McDonald's? <laughs> Possibly. That hero sandwich looks delicious now compared to this movie. <laughs> I need it. And now a message. Deep beneath the Gotham City McDonald's, the time has come for the Gotham Glassware Collection. Get all your favorite characters from the movie Batman Forever, including Batman himself and the Riddler chiseled in high quality glass. Take a break at McDonald's and collect all four. Just 99 cents each when you buy any McDonald's extra value meal or any other food purchase. Here you are, sir. Batman. Now I've got him! <laughs> what does that even mean, deep beneath the Gotham City McDonald's? The time has come for the Gotham City McDonald's Gotham Glass Collection. That was good. That was the second time, and you did not... Oh, I had to, like, that. I was punctuating. Yeah, I, saw, I, I was emoting. You were gesturing violently. <laughs> I think I was a politician. Yeah. Uh, I seriously considered buying some glasses for you. And then I saw how much they were on eBay and went, f*** that. <laughs> how much were they? Uh, 10 to $15 plus shipping. And it was anywhere. And none of them didn't have no were complete. They, didn't, of, they no. didn't have no bourbon in them or nothing? No. Not even worth $5. Welcome back. Uh, do you have anything more on what doesn't work? Oh, yes. Uh, Chris O'Donnell as Dick Grayson slash Robin. He's a sidekick whose idea of rebelliousness is to wear an earring and to call Alfred Al. He's badass, Nathan. I mean, oh, it drove me up the nuts every time he said Al. But the, but the, but the, but the, how, how does one drive one up the nuts? You, you use the bat winch with the Batmobile. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for uh, focusing in on that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have more. Uh, Bruce Wayne Batman character issues. That's five. A forgetting why he became Batman. Dude, I have. I don't want to. I don't want to derail you, but I have somewhere written this like duality. No. Yeah. I, uh, I just put. Wait. What are you telling me that Bruce has not only suppressed the memories of the death of his parents, and the reason why he dresses up like a fucking bat to fight crime? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. And he needed the big-haired, sex-crazed Dr. Chase Meridian and her forwarding advances to unlock that mystery? Please. And that stupid doll. Yeah. the With the dark and the white. Yes. And the... Oh, look. It looks kind of like Two-Face. Let's use it. Yeah, no. 
the other part of my 5B then is he quits being Batman. It says, once that mystery is solved and Chase wants to be with Bruce, he decides that he's going to tell Chase his secret and then sends Robin on his way, claiming, from this day forward, Batman is no more, and shuts down the entire Batcave with a universal remote. <laughs> if I can paraphrase a Dave Chappelle movie called Half-Baked. I love being Batman, okay? I love it! But not as much as I love pussy. <laughs> if you could choose, would you be Batman? Or Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> Batman in this movie. No, my choice was if you could be Batman or... Bang 1995 Nicole Kidman. I'd be Dave Chappelle. No, I would bang 1995 Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I think I'm with you on the latter part of that one. (laughs) 6A, Harvey Dent, Two-Face. He's a truly tragic character, a criminal obsessed with the duality and the internal, internal, like that, the internal conflict between good and evil. Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face is just a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) he's miserable his cackling performance is basically his version of how he would have played the joker oh there's he's supposed to represent that that duality but the movie never gets that across in any coherent way he's just one more force of randomized chaotic evil doing bad stuff because the movie needs someone who does bad stuff yeah Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Whoa! Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wow. Yeah, 7A. Uh, Carrey is just playing Carrey in a Riddler suit. He's just hyperactively playing something close to what he did in The Mask, just without the green makeup. 7B is the Riddler's one puzzle assault throughout the entire film is Batman solving the riddle that his name is a pun. Mystery. E- Enigma. Mystery. Mr. E. Edward Nigma, E. Nigma, Enigma, Riddler. Boom. Roasted. Uh, number eight, the chemistry between Bruce, Batman, and Chase. Not three, Bruce, Batman, and Chase, but Bruce slash Batman. <laughs> There's no chemistry between the two. It's like two paper dolls Yeah, pretending uh, to like Kidman each other. plays a love interest who's supposed to be a brilliant kickboxing psychologist, but she's pretty much been reduced to... Uh, a woman who breathes heavily and puts her hand on her breasts to accentuate the sensualnessness of her. That's it. That's all she does. She, it's like the immediate, immediately when Batman shows up, her panties drop. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting tired of that sound, uh, but it's okay. It's so beautiful. It is. It is. It. Uh, two villains who seem to be locked in a mortal struggle to see who can overact the most obnoxiously in every scene they're in. And number 10, the Riddler sneaks into the Batcave and blows up everything he can find, but somehow misses the enormous plane. And the prototype Batsuit. Yeah, with the accentuated butt cheeks. And the accentuated bat bat sonar thing that he just conveniently has at the end of the movie. Yeah. And my final (laughs) issue of what doesn't work, uh, the filmmakers. uh, (laughs) The filmmakers, that's all you need to say. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Their, their choice to end the movie on Batman and Robin running at the camera in slow motion. With, it's like they the, didn't did have see, an ending in did, mind. Did you see his bat head like wobbling back and yeah. forth, just like the Batmobile? What's up deal? with that? It's just as flimsy as this Batmobile. It's like yeah. everything in this movie, it's a half thought. Did they not know how to end the movie? It's, hey, let's go to Arkham. 
and that's, then that Chase, that Chase ended shows right up. There. Chase shows up, and that, that would have been a better ending, right? There. <gasps> I'm Batman. And okay, and then they just pull back and be done. No, you know what we need? What we need? One more scene. Well, what's that scene? Well, let let's just get let's Val set and up Chris. Sh- let's set up the shittiest sequel in the history of sequels. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I can't match your enthusiasm for what doesn't work. Okay. Um, every you're like every, <laughs> when the movie starts to when the movie stops. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. My that part sucks. <laughs> I think they were trying to be funny. Your Johnny Utah moment. <laughs> The whole movie. <laughs> were they were they trying they they were trying to be funny, right? Yes, Kinda I think campy. they were trying to be zany and campy. They wanted the like twenty five percent dark Tim Burtonness Tim Burton esque. But that doesn't play. But no, not with the zany, over the top, <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> the Riddler esque, like his little over the shoulder stop it pitch into the bat closet where he, he blows up all the shit with the little question marky bat, bombs, bat, bat bombs. bombs, yeah. There's a fun theory I, I, I'll, I'll get into later uh, with considering the Burton, the two Burton films and the two Schumacher films. Right. Um, we two signs of Harvey Dent's coin that <sighs> both suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it before with um, Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. Um, why does uh, the Riddler or Edward Nigma? Why does he have? A, why does he already have a statue of himself? Or why does he just have like Zoltar? From Big in a question mark green suit that doesn't, yeah, who who has an apart? Who goes through? I think who has like a, who has like I'm going to create my own villain through a villain generator. <laughs> well, I have that, but I don't have a goddamn Riddler statue telling like with with a yeah. That's really yeah, stupid. That's, that's dumb. What's what's with the bat tubes? Like so, Bruce Wayne is able to, from his office in downtown Gotham City, be able to just zip on by. No one noticed. Are you telling me the city planners of Gotham City don't notice that he has that there are bat tubes? Well, there's water running out of like Wayne Enterprises halfway through the building. Like, is that a dam runoff? Is no, they that... just they just didn't put a septic tank on the place. Oh, okay. That's just that's, that's just that's just bat shit. You can put that shit anywhere. <laughs> EPA, nah, fuck them. <laughs> How old? How old is Dick Grayson supposed to be in this movie? I think he's supposed to be like sixteen. Well, he looks like he's twenty-five. Yet talks about issues with social services, which seems odd because he's supposed to be like fifteen. But he has a motorcycle. He's like he's got like a motorcycle license. <laughs> and then you're, you're Dick exactly really like, doesn't want to say. Well, let me show him all my motorcycles. Half of them work and half of them don't. I didn't think you were going to say motorcycle for a second. <laughs> let me show him all my all <laughs> my inches. <laughs> I think Dick should be played by I th- I, okay. So I think Batman should be played by Kevin Bacon, and Dick should be played by Kevin Bacon's penis. <laughs> They're in every scene together. Come on, Robin, to the Batmobile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rub him the wrong way. He'll turn hard on you. Only, never leave you alone. Only rub him the right way. Yeah. <laughs> but his name would be his Dick name is would, great. But yeah. his two balls. They <laughs> just. They, they His drag name everywhere. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be Robin anymore. It would be Rubbin. <laughs> Batman and Rubbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the last thing I have that it doesn't oh, that doesn't work man. in this what I believe is the longest segment of what doesn't work in six pack double feature history is that it's just too fucking nineties-ified. It is. They tried to cram too much Dan Cortez extreme sports neon lights and cool music, but they couldn't get the rights to any real cool music for the soundtrack. So the coolest thing they had was U two yeah. circa nineteen ninety five. That for me, on top of the seven or eight, nine, ten pages of what you have, that's what doesn't work. You want my favorite scene? I was. I would love to hear what your favorite line or favorite scene is. Yeah. So your favorite scene is the end credits? You're damn right. (laughs) I think I remember sending you a text message that said, said, this is my favorite scene, and all you saw was that. I'm like, yeah, the favorite scene, though, you get to finally hear that U2 song. That's the... Yeah. You know what? I probably would have found a place that it played it if that had it playing in the scene, but it didn't. But that's okay, because it was uninterrupted by the stupid movie. Bat movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like, oh, you know what I love? I love The Offspring, so let's play it where... You know, Robin is uh, washing his laundry. Yeah, or Jack's the Batmobile and drives down and runs into En Vogue and the Blacklight gang that you know. See, that's my stole favorite. a shipment from. That's my favorite scene. Disneyland of glow sticks. My favorite scene is when Robin steals the Batmobile. <laughs> he tells the hookers that he's Batman. Yeah, and then that one hooker goes, "That ain't Batman. That's Batboy." <laughs> <laughs> She's good little fellas, and man, it's great. Yeah, it is good. Uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler costume, though? No, it was spot on for... Like the Unitard? Yeah. I do like that. That is a nice visual nod to the 60s Batman. Yeah. That I think they're trying to do with this, but they just don't... Fail miserably. They're trying to keep one foot in the They 90s. fall down the stairs like Robin trying to break into the back cave. Intruder! Intruder! I think if this movie had been made today, Edward's box would have been an app on a smartphone associated with a pair of VR goggles rather than the box which looks like a blender that was put on top of a television. Is that what they were so uh, hypnotized, I guess you would say, and fascinated by the 3D that it allowed them to access the brainwaves that made him smarter? Uh, that There's your plot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's, uh, seems, as, seems as a hot take as uh, anything else they've done in the movie. I, 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 honestly, I, it was so much eye candy when it came out that I don't really know that I paid that much attention to the plot. Did you was, did you forget was, that it took place during Halloween? No. I completely forgot about that. Oh, because then Alfred it. has the hit uh, the hitchhikers, <laughs> the trick or treaters. <laughs> totally different the, movie. The trick or treaters guide to the galaxy. Do you think? Uh, how do you? Th- how do you? Th- how generous do you think Alfred was with the trick or treaters? Do you think he was the type of guy at Wayne Manor that handed out like full size candy bars? He gave out like staples, like a pack of staples. He gave out. Or, like, he gave out like the poverty, like black and orange, like taffy. Yeah. Rich people Peanut don't. Rich, rich people don't get rich by. Rich people don't get rich by giving out candy to poor kids, and they don't stay rich by giving out better candy to poor kids. Alfred isn't the rich guy. I'm he actually works for the rich people. So yeah, but you, don't who, you think he'd be generous to the kids? Who signs the paychecks, man? Do you think there's like a bat symbol on the it's paycheck? Pro- it's probably Alfred. Do you <laughs> think Batman, his own paycheck? Do you think when Batman signs the paycheck, it's a stamp, or does he write, "I'm Batman"? <laughs> 
I just wanted to deposit it, please. Yeah. I yeah. forgot. No, I for, uh, I forgot that the final battle sequence slash attack on Batman and and Robin headed to Riddler's Island is where the the two overactors sit and play a dumbass version of Battleship. Uh, you take my battleship. You shut my battleship. I mean, that's more like. <laughs> It's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you uh, if you had a magic wand, <laughs> besides, and you can't just say racist movie and stop it at two. Hold on, I gotta go past my two pages of what doesn't work notes again. You still on that? You no, look, I. Well, it's, the, that it's, go, that, it's no, it's the order that it goes in. Okay, I have to scroll past it now. Well, I'll go first then. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. If I had a magic wand, I would. As much as I don't like the Christopher Nolan Batman's Batman. Batman movies, I would make it more like that. Yeah, a little more grounded, a little more realistic. Uh, no Two Face because I didn't like I didn't like Two Face. What was that guy's name? Aaron um, Eckhart. Yeah, I, eh. you didn't like his Two Face. He was care. a legitimate and a decent Two Face for sure. What that character is and what the comic books yeah. had him as. So, but No Two Face. Okay. I, would, I would keep Jim Carrey as a Riddler. As, so as don't Riddler. over don't overplay all of the villains. Correct. Is what you're have saying. one yeah. villain. Tim Burton is responsible for for all these superhero movies now having more than one villain. Yeah, because he did. It I get it. In Returns. I would keep Jim Carrey as the Riddler, but I would say like, hey. Great, cool. We've got you on here. We're all going to make a shitload of money. What you're going to do is you're going to mind your fucking mouth. You're going to tone it the fuck down to about a six, brother. And you're going to play a good, convincing Riddler. You're going to be a serial killer. You're not going to be these stupid, childish games. You're going to kill people and then leave riddles. To, Correct. Yeah. You're not trying to take would, over the... That would be more Riddler-esque. I'll tell you that you're much. You're not taking over the world with your brain blender television and your orange hair and your orange hair annie lennox looking motherfucker back the fuck up (laughs) that comes the rain again (laughs) (laughs) it's a great song that's what if i had a magic wand that's what i would do with this movie Uh, what would you change with uh i said there isn't a magic wand capable or a magic lamp with enough (laughs) wishes that could make enough changes to make this film better even with will smith uh no what did you say uh, from G.I. Joe episode from season one? What color do you want to paint the barn? Uh, it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, feels like the appropriate response to Batman Forever. So play around a bit. If you were going to recast the lead, who would you recast? <laughs> How do you put other actors into these roles when they're all pieces of shit? Here's a nice piece of shit. Well, I believe I can answer that question for you. I'm sure you can. I've That's... got one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Oh, you are the best. Go for it. Batman, 1965 era. Kirk Douglas. Okay. Robin. Fred Savage. 1998 Fred Savage. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Riddler, 1995. Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. Two-Face. Peter Sellers. But he would have... To be alive. Well, yes. First. But his character would have, like... He wouldn't do this whole, like... To the camera, he wouldn't have the the split makeup. He would just be a guy, but he would have these like psychotic breaks where he goes from multiple personality instead of just sure. Rather than having violent mood swings, he yeah. Would have rather than having yeah. rather than having the obvious visual of Two Face, and I have a split. Obviously, yeah. You're an Look idiot. at me. You're an, you're Instead, the, you're it's the all in, it's all internal. Yeah, you're you're the audience. You're an idiot. You don't get that he's psychotic. He would just fucking snap on a dime, turn on a dime, and do the thing. And Chase Meridian, I would kill her. She would not exist in this movie. The love murder, story. death, kill. <laughs> <laughs> Was it 
Mary Bothkill. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I totally didn't get that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do away with the love story. They tried the love story. In the no, first it doesn't they work. Tried it in, it's just I'll, it's just stupid. It's played. It's tried. It's yeah. It's, you could probably trim out a good twenty plus minutes of that movie. Easy. Sure. She's fun to look at. But she's Nicole Kidman, sure. Kidman in in 1995. What isn't? But that's that's how yeah. I would recast that. Okay. Do you have anything else that you want to add to the plot points at pacing before we kind of move on and kind of try to get the hell? <laughs> yeah, because we're almost. Yeah, we're I have a worse. Done. I have a worse line for for this. Under plot points and pacing, I just put. I'm like, I don't necessarily feel. I I didn't necessarily feel bored watching the movie. I it didn't. I felt like, nostalgic. Okay. I felt yeah. the pacing was fine. Maybe a little long. Um, I maybe would have trimmed it up. 15 to 20 minutes like we sure. talked about before you get rid of chase that probably would improve the film quite a bit some of the setups and scenes just feel stupid or unimportant there are there's a lot of fat that could have been trimmed off of this totally this batman yeah but the other one's like i i don't think the screenwriters really understood the characters i mean you heard what what doesn't work they didn't understand any of the characters they made batman they- like repress his why he's Batman. They they either they came at this one of two ways. They came at this like they came out of the '60s and were trying to write Batman, but they saw what Batman looked like in the '90s. Yeah. Or they came out of this, or they came at this like they were from the '90s and got transported back to the '60s and didn't know how to be psychedelic Batman. <laughs> All I can see is the studio sitting down watching this, going, "Kids, yeah, we fucked this up." <laughs> We back hope, this up. I hope this makes a lot of money because we really fucked this up. Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? I'll get drive through. Introducing McDonald's Superhero Burger. Tomatoes, crisp lettuce, the great taste of two cheeses melted over three beef patties on a superhero bun. It's McDonald's Taste of the Month everyone's making a break for. May I take your order? I'd like a Bat Burger and three Robin Fries and a Joker Coke. That sounds delicious. Sounds like a lot of Riddler farts. <laughs> or like two-faced farts. <laughs> Those commercials are the best, man. I actually I chased, I, chased I, my Meridian down <laughs> with some... Uh, that's gross. Okay. Those commercials remind me of... Uh, of like 25 years ago. Yeah. They're, they're a throwback. They, because this came out the, the summer, like, right as I was going into high school. Okay. This movie did. Yeah. So. That's it, nice. Uh, it's, it's nostalgic. It is nostalgic. Yeah. Nostalgia trip. What's <laughs> what? What's your favorite worst line? Because I'm sure you holy got Holy rusted fa- metal, Batman. What? The metal. It's holy and rusty. Oh. That's the worst line in the movie. Okay. Because they, they literally go, they, like, they hey, literally... do you remember? We've been trying to remind you that Batman was fun and funny. and Get it, get and it, get ha-ha. it, get it. Ha, 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 Now, I do remember the first time I saw this when that happened, my mom and I both, we both laughed. Okay. That's I don't my, know if I laughed at that one. That's my worst line. What's yours? Mine was probably an uncomfortable or I can't believe they actually did that laugh. But I put down here, out of an entire ocean of horrible dialogue... These three jumped out of the water and landed directly in my boat. Number one, uh, I'll get drive through. That was in the movie. That was like we the forgot. First scene. That's the first scene. Shall I pack you a sandwich, sir? Uh, Persuade to get you to take a sandwich, oh, yeah. sir. I'll get drive through. <laughs> it almost looks like that. It's almost lip synced. Like he didn't say that, and then they came back and went. You know what would be really funny? 
if we went back in with ADR and said, I'll get drive through. What if he takes the Batmobile through McDonald's? That'd be awesome. That's fucking stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down, Kevin. Go <laughs> on. <laughs> Drive through. <laughs> oh, shit. Number two is uh, the bat signal isn't a beeper. The bat signal isn't a beeper. It's, a beeper. it's bad and it's dated now. You know, drive through still exists. Beepers don't. That's why you don't tie your movies to technology. Yeah. Uh, and then the I'm last one. looking at you, no, Child's la- Play remake. Yeah. Number three was yours, Holy Rusted Metal Batman. And then I didn't go into the description because I had a feeling that was going to be addressed. Did you have a favorite line? Was there a line you actually enjoyed in there? There were two that my favorite, still got was, me to laugh. It was my favorite, it was favorite line, favorite scene. It's okay. when Chris O'Donnell or the Robin steals the Batmobile and she goes, it ain't Batman, it's Batboy. Yeah, okay. That was, that was funny yeah. to me. <laughs> when I put down my favorite line or piece of dialogue, there were two lines for some reason that still make me laugh with Carrie delivering them. Number one, caffeine will kill you! <laughs> As he hits Ed Begley Jr. over the head with a coffee pot. Uh-huh. That was kind of funny. <laughs> was it? It was over the top, but I think I found it. I still found it funny. I still laughed at it. Okay. Uh, the other one, when he's really trying his damnedest to look like uh, Bruce Wayne. How's my, how's my mole? Yeah. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going. How's my mole? I think part of that, that was, was kind of. That almost feels ad libdish. You know? I think that's. I think that's a result of part of my trivia. Okay. Um. If you're ready for some trivia. Yeah, I'm ready for some trivia. Okay, I'm not going to do the whole sound again for the trivia thing, because I think we pretty well bat wore that out at the bat beginning of the bat episode. But um, I've heard this before, that Tommy Lee Jones did not like Jim Carrey. I've heard that as well. Um, and, and I can understand. That he, I'm sure he may have been obnoxious as shit. Sure. And even so far as to reportedly tell Jim Carrey that he hated him and his movies. <laughs> He hadn't even been out long enough to. I hate you and your movie. Can you imagine Tommy Lee Jones saying that to you? Yeah. How, how bad would that make you feel? I'll tell you something, kid. I hate you and I hate your movies. So we, we were talking about the mole earlier, and you yes. felt like it was improv. I think it was too because um, Val Kilmer and Jim Carrey's fathers had both died within maybe the filming of this, if not the the year of filming of this. Okay, so they became very good friends and kind uh-huh. of bonded over. The that, loss of that, a that parent, short of that sort of short of that sort of shared trauma. Tim Burton was originally going to do this. He was only going to do one villain. Studio said, "Yeah, you're gone. Uh, hold hold on, uh, he was going to do only one. He's going to do the Riddler. Riddler. Mm-hmm. I think that could have played because if you look, was, at, if you was, go back, and, Tommy Lee Jones feels wedged in. He de- well, he feels wedged in, and he doesn't feel developed because he's he's, he's half he's half baked. <laughs> get it? <laughs> no, I get it. Or he's twice baked. He's twice baked." Potato. Half removed. <laughs> Second cousin. That scene, what does that mean? Or- Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that. They feel, he does feel wedged in. I think they were I think they were playing on the popularity of Tommy Lee Jones because of and The Fugitive. Siege. No, oh, The Fugitive. The fugitive. Oh. He won an Oscar, and he was huge in that. And that was a big movie. He won and an Oscar for, for The Fugitive? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who else was in, in... Harrison Ford was in The Fugitive. No, I don't know who else was in competition for Amy Bastard. The scene where Chris O'Donnell was driving the Batmobile, it's actually him. He insi- was it bouncing? Yeah. 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 He insisted, and he f***ed it up. He he wrecked it into like... Uh, well, that's what happens when you put offspring in the... <laughs> he crashed start playing. It, he crashed it into a curb, and though it did not lose a wheel, <laughs> he did dent it. 
<laughs> Tommy oh, Lee, I hate you. <laughs> Tommy... <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones took the role for the same reason Frank Langella took the role of Skeletor. His kid wanted him His to play. His kid it? was a huge Two Face fan, and like, what what kid is a fan of Two Face? I can get the Joker. Like, I can get some oh, of the other ones. Great. Tommy is... Lee Jones kid. Two Face is a big. Two Face hipster. Yeah, Two Face is a big character in like the comic books i think more accurate they chose not to put him in the tv series because they they were afraid he, that the makeup and how he was going to be would, portrayed would frighten kids so they, they changed his character to false face false face that's um, been long, long what more long accurately long. probably happened was tommy lee jones kid was a fan of the joker and i got is, you kid this has been misreported. yeah but dad it says tommy lee jones says two face yeah I, played, I got i got you I kid two characters i'll play the joker and then i'll play a shittier joker what would have been cool now i know you've seen the dvd of this have you read frank miller's complete batman batman year one batman yeah. and all that yeah this was originally at one point going to be a prequel and it was going to be year one okay uh, that would be badass yeah i I'll, want them to do that they'd still need to go back and make sure that they don't cast val kilmer or robert Lee. pattinson yeah that's not either of those are going to happen because they've already cast those. Um, yeah, they need to bring back. Yeah, they need. Yeah, that would be good if they brought back um, Michael Keaton. Oh, man, yeah, I, mean, I want to watch that. Yeah, I want to see that. I would I like to see. see I'd like to see year one. I'd like to see year one. Actually, I would like to see Frank Miller's Batman. As, well, year one didn't even have big villains. Year one had gangsters. Yeah, yeah, I know. You that's know? what's good about it. Like, yeah, that's what would be good about it. I don't need these over the top villains. I want to see this. I want to see this character develop and become who he is. I think that's kind of where they went with Batman Begins. I have some also rans. Oh, they're mostly Riddler. Okay. Um, I think we all know Robin Williams. Was originally going to be the Riddler. <laughs> I think actually he was back? originally going to be the Joker, and okay, they took they, it away from him. Then they okay, we'll make you. But the you're going to be the Riddler, and then they took nah, it away from well, him, and he went, uh, no. <laughs> also, Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees, the drummer, right. the drummer from the Monkees. Okay, was originally going to be no, not okay. No, what? No, I, my okay was I was remembering maybe who the, he was. Maybe in the hold 60s, on. He could. My played, okay was I knew who you're talking about. Not he, okay, I could see that. But he I could have played it. the Riddler in the 60s. Yes, not. Maybe he would have been amazing in the. Yeah, I wouldn't. I guess. I guess <laughs> no, he so. wouldn't. No, it's not um, an original draft called for the Scarecrow, played by our good friend Brad Dorf. That what, would have been good. That would be badass. That there is no way the '90s Batman's could have written a dark no, enough Batman. They to have started the to get dark in the comics, and they never got it dark in uh, in the movies. Uh, here's a couple funny ones, uh, and also ran for Two Face, Mel Gibson. They may hate- take my face, but they'll never take my other face. And Robin, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, disgusting! That's violent. What's worse, Mark Wahlberg or Chris O'Donnell? Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Okay. And my final bit of trivia, and if I haven't mentioned it yet, Batman was created by Bill Finger. Bill Finger created Batman. <laughs> so, does it still hold up? <laughs> I wrote down here, I'm like, not even close. No, I I wrote, no. <laughs> uh, I'm now a little ashamed to admit that at one point I actually liked this movie. I also missed the Danny Elfman score. I think Elliot yep. Golden, like I said, Elliot Goldenthal's score, it isn't bad, to be honest. It's probably one of the very few things that I don't hate about this movie. It just felt weird that it's supposed to be the same timeline Batman thing, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, 
that that's the weird like hey hey you know what we'll just move on to the third movie and have two new villains and a completely new batman and a entirely different score and a wholly different feel of uh, like feel and, and and show gotham in the daylight yeah i'm well you know what i realized they did show gotham in the daylight in the original batman because there was the mimes that kill the there's like a press conference oh, out yeah. on the there's some daylight I knew they did i knew they did i thought they didn't at first but the more i thought about it i realized that they did do that but yeah it was just just, there's too much neon. There's too much black light. There's too much a lot of everything that I don't like about Batman Forever. No. This, this movie relied way too much on sending up the original series, but tries to hold up some of the original themes from the Burton era as well. And it doesn't. The only way to really marry the Burton era and the original series was done by Tim Burton. Right. And that's you can't have goth and neon in the same no you can't you, you have to have one or the other so what you burton, can't make it stupid what, comical what burton did was he omitted the neon and yeah. went with the joker and had those flashy splashes of color and it worked because it's like psychotic goth psychotic goth psychoth <laughs> um i have here while val kilmer is a good bruce wayne and this was written two weeks ago and i don't agree with it anymore <laughs> did val you Kil write that before or after you watched it during. Because I think we talked about it. He's not a good we, Bruce Wayne. Look, we, we talked. We talked. We I did. Think we talked we did. about it somewhere. And we, we were wrong. We were wrong because watching it again, I'm like, he's flat. He is he's, flat. He's disinterested. He doesn't care. He want, like I said, he wants to be somewhere else. He's a good. We brought this up on Tombstone because oh. you talked about how Joel Schumacher chose to cast Val Kilmer as Batman because Adam West played Doc mm. Holiday. And chose to go in that direction. I, now I I disagree with that. Uh, two I'm weeks gonna, I'm ago, go back and yeah. say that was a dumb move. Two weeks ago, I felt that he was a good Batman or, or a, Bruce a, Wayne. a good Bruce Wayne, and I no, I don't man, I don't no, he's I don't not. he's bad. It's more tired blah 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 shit about Bruce Wayne's parents and his fucking struggle with duality. And there's a blonde woman that's trying to save him from all this nonsense. It can't be done. She can't love him, and he can't love her. And yada yada yada. It's just tired repetition out. and retread of something that was not meant to be the fundamental core of the story to begin with. Vicky Vale was supposed to just be Vicky Vale. Vicky vale was great. And Selena Kyle was great. Chase Meridian is not great. You know what she is? She's a I want pizza Steve of the Batman universe. She is a copy of a copy. Yeah. Because she's not Vicky Vale. She's not but she's trying to be Vicky Vale, but she's also kind of trying to be Selena Catwoman. Kyle. But she's not Catwoman. But she's Steve. She's Steve. She wants pizza. And the only problem is, is it doesn't have Michael Keaton in the movie. <laughs> I want pizza, Steve. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it just comes across as tired. It like, does. Uninspired, tired, and really nibbly. Can you do a, we've already talked about this, so I apologize for spoiling it for you, Nathan, off mic, but you do a similar equal film for this? I put down two recommendations. Okay. Uh, if you want to see what Joel Schumacher was trying to do but unsuccessfully, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, then go and watch uh -huh. any two-part episode of Adam West's 1960s Batman TV show. Uh -huh. You know, yeah, it was better in that regard. It was more satirical and it was tongue-in-cheek. And it took itself as tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah, it didn't take itself seriously. Here, it still tries to take itself seriously. If you want a better representation of Batman as a whole, with with more fleshed-out characters, including the villains, but still fun and kind of childlike. Uh, I'd say go watch Batman the Animated Series. Any of those episodes, God, they they dude. do a better job with with the characters than even Tim Burton did, but only because they had time to do it. They really do. That show is so damn good. Yeah, 
Uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker in that. Yeah. Nathan already knows this. I hope he's forgotten. I know he hasn't, but my similar or equal film would be The Cable Guy. I did forget, and then I remembered when you said it. <laughs> the, the reason there no, is... No, that's good. Jim Carrey, dark, but good. It's a dark Jim Carrey, but it's dark Jim that Carrey. That got shit on when it came out, too. I remember a lot of people not liking it because it's Jim Carrey, and it's too dark. I'm like, no, it's, it's perfect in that tone. The, yeah, why it's good That's a Ben Stiller film, I think. It is, yeah. yeah. Jim Carrey used to play a villain, essentially. Yes. He, he's playing a he, bad guy. He is playing a bad but guy. But he's not playing a bad guy that you've ever seen before. Right. So if you're me, you grew up watching Frank Gorshin or John Aston on the off days play the Riddler. So you have a preconception. And then Jim Carrey's just trying to fill that role with, with Batman Forever. But with Cable Guy, he's, albeit he's within the stable of Jim Carrey's on-screen personas. It's not, he's playing his own character. And it's more fun. And it's dark. And it's kind of creepy, man. Like, there's some scenes in that, like, that scene where the spider crawls across his face. Like, dude, that shit is dark. It is dark. It's not a superhero movie, so I, I that, that's why I went there because I, I feel like the Silence next Silence of the Lamb <laughs> when he puts the chicken skin. On his I face. feel like the next movie we're going to talk about would be the best representation of a superhero movie of equal esteem, but of a, th- a third, third in a surprisingly good series. But if you want a nineties-ified, completely nineties encapsulated superhero movie, Tank Girl. It's over the top. It's stupid. It's not really that good of a movie. It's mostly like catchphrase to catchphrase to like quippy comment to quippy comment. Got one of our favorites, Lori Petty. <laughs> She's the lead. And she is... Don't expect me to do that every time. That's, that's fair enough. <laughs> she is super sexy in that movie. And I don't think I've ever seen that. I got to see that. Yeah. You do got to see that. It's I not, got to see that. Don't, uh, don't expect anything above don't. Batman Forever okay. quality. It's... It's a little dirtier. Just it's a little accept raunchier. it for what it is. Yeah. Okay. But it's based off a comic book. Okay. And it's a little dark. Final thoughts? You got any? Uh, I have a few bullet points, and it's really quick. Okay, go. If Batman and Robin was the bomb that derailed the Batman franchise for almost a decade, then Batman Forever was the fuse. <laughs> Batman and Robin's horrible, but I didn't realize how bad Batman Forever was until two weeks ago. I forgot how bad it was. Mm. Uh, Batman and Forever is Batman and Forever. <laughs> Bat- I had two I, 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 tickets I, to Batman and Forever. Uh, My mom said I could go. Yeah. I put down here, Batman Forever is ridiculous. Batman Forever is incredibly cringeworthy cinema, but in a bad way. Uh, Batman Forever is a sad representation of Batman. And <laughs> Batman Forever is a really bad movie with no redeeming value whatsoever. Except for the U2 song. That hurts. If you're, Batman, if you're Batman Forever, it doesn't hurt me. I agree with it. They, we've talked about it before. They tried to take the, they tried to take the darkness or the Burton sort of darkness out of the movie and make it. They filled it with neon light. Yeah, and that didn't work. But then tried to because it was like a black light, and you but, saw all the spooge marks. And then yeah, and they they were like, <laughs> that's gross. Oh, it's kind of stupid. We should put some darkness back into it, but keep all this light stuff. And it, it and it doesn't work. This is not working. Action. <laughs> By not having any of that uh, Burton and Keaton darkness to it it just results in like this collection of popcorn fart jokes (laughs) it tried to just keep this weird madison avenue idea of kind of alternative 90s lifestyle there's too many tropes it's so much 90s tropes like you said it's this quasi edgy soundtrack that let's dude can you beyond hold me thrill me kiss me kill me what's the what's the most edgy the second edgiest song on there (laughs) there's an off spring song so nothing yeah (laughs) 
everything about this movie is disjointed at best. I tr- when it came out, I tried. I was like, okay, yeah. Ah, no. No. Okay, but you... D- nope. Shit. This should have been the end of Batman, but it wasn't. No. There was one more sad, sad entry that... Uh, hey, you know what? Didn't work. We, well, if, let's get Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uma we, Thurman's good. She was in... Pulp Fiction, Fiction, right? If we ever put, if we ever do a final episode of this show, like if you ever hear Batman and Robin with what Mac and me? Oh God, Batman and Robin and Mac and me, Batman and Robin and Mac and me and Nathan and Travis. That's what we'll call the episode. And a barrel and a shotgun barrel in my mouth. I mentioned earlier a theory that is, um, it says that basically the Schumacher movies are movies within the universe of the Burton Batman movies. The theory goes, kind of like with Pulp Fiction or the Tarantino universe, that when Vincent Vega and Jules Winfield go to the movies within the confines of Pulp Fiction universe, they go see The Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. When Batman and Alfred and Selena Kyle go see the movie, they see Batman forever. I feel sorry for them. I do, too. You're like, that's how they see us? (laughs) (laughs) When Michael Keaton's Batman goes to see a movie, he sees Val Kilmer or George Clooney play him. That's the theory. I feel like this is as good a time as any to play a song bat, before we get into our trailer. Bat leave you guys. Yeah. We'll we'll be right bat. <laughs> Baby, Alexander Salkine presents Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor. Uh, watch the trees. As you've never seen them before. With more action. More twists. You're going to go down in history as the man who killed Superman. No. And more fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Than Superman has ever had before. <laughs> Superman 3. Rated PG. Starts Friday, June 17th. Please check newspapers for a theater near you. The time has come. The time we ha- this has been predestined for discussion. It's written in the stars, babe. It's kismet. I do find it odd that we're picking Superman three to be the first Superman of the Christopher Reeve Supermans that we're talking about. I guess we're going out of order. Well, All we, right. We've, well, I mean, I know this is a standalone. It's definitely a standalone. <laughs> this definitely does not play into effect any of the chronological stories that have possibly happened. Before here's the thing, we've been threatening this audience with this movie for at least a year and a half. <laughs> and, yeah, I think and, so. And now it's time to make good on that threat. Welcome in, <laughs> Welcome back into in, to the second movie of Six Pack Double Feature, and I am still not Travis, and I am still not Nathan, and we're doing an intro that we normally don't do at the. But I feel like it's the important. second half. But yeah, it kind of is. It's the <laughs> it's the season three finale. It is. Of a, uh, we've said it, a movie we've been teasing for a bit, Superman three. I God damn it! I hope we don't let you guys down. <laughs> I wasn't let down. I'll tell you that right now. So I'm I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but I'm, compared to Batman Forever, holy shit, this movie was so much better. <laughs> I saw this movie as a kid. I saw the drive-in. Um, actually, yeah. I watched this movie the first time as a kid, the exact same place. I noted it a week ago. On Your the, parents on the floor of my parents' living room in front of their TV, and nice. I I didn't cry, but I was a little like nerd. you made the connections. I was a little nerd feely, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> and it was got, and nipples it was a, got a little erect, just not was, your bat nipples. 
no bat nipples, <laughs> no super penis. It was a Sunday night. Okay. And uh, yeah, I would love to know with the date because it could have just been. I could. Have it wouldn't have been a Sunday night movie well. on ABC or something. Yeah. But um, I had probably not seen it. I believe Jamie and I tried to make this a Christmas Day movie. How'd that go? About I loved it. No, I mean as a whole. She doesn't care. <laughs> it's not her thing. But in I believe two thousand seven, maybe two thousand eight, eleven, twelve years ago. Before I, you guys I or had right se- after you guys got married, depending on the time frame. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, we got married in oh nine. Oh nine, so right. Watch this as like a Christmas Day movie. And that was like I said, oh seven, oh eight. And I hadn't seen it for fifteen or so years anyway. Maybe maybe twenty. And since then, I probably hit it about every year and a half. I've seen it three times in the last year now. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it, and then you and I started talking and doing this, and it came up. Then I watched it again, just because, and then we were like, okay, we're going to do it. We're doing it. and It's happening. And And then then you said, let's save it for the last episode of the season. Yeah. It's the third Superman movie. It's the third season it's Superman three season three Roman numerals. That's it's happening, and 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 here we are. <laughs> we have we have arrived. I, I don't think with less <laughs> with not as good visual effects, but it's okay. <laughs> this is I think what we're starting to call around here a real Travis movie. Yeah, but you know what, man, I didn't realize how much I had this memory like dialed in on my memory banks. Good or bad? Good. Yeah. Same. Like just Same. in gen- whether good or just in general of oh, does is this the scene where Cl- yep Clark eats the dog food? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is pate. This is good, Mike. I remember that happening about ninety seconds before it happened. I'm like, yep, he eats <laughs> dog food. Yeah. Oh, but no, who Clark, puts it? Well, who Clark, puts that's well, dog food? Who, yeah. Oh, well, that's food? Clark. That's okay. dog food. Who goes on a picnic and has dog food for the dog in the same looking containers as everything else? Lana uh, Lang. Apparently, Lana Lang. Yeah, that's that's kind of ass. Uh, <laughs> the plot of this movie is um, help me out, Nathan. It's like um, so. It's either Clark Kent's high school reunion. Yeah, which is well, I'll talk about that in a second. Or it's a heist. <laughs> it's a heist movie, but, but it's, it's or but it's, a, it's like a hey, guess what? What we don't really have Gene Hackman, but can we get another rich billionaire? Right. Kind of guy. But it's also, it could be a Richard Pryor movie. It's a Richard Pryor movie. Yeah. Like a Richard Pryor comedy. I guess, I guess I think the best way to figure out what the hell this movie is about is Peter. All right. So when the subroutine compounds the interest, right, it uses all these extra decimal places that just get rounded off. So we simplified the whole thing and we just, we round them all down and just drop the remainder into an account that we opened. So you're stealing. Uh, no, no, you don't understand. It's, uh, it's very complicated. It's, uh, it's, it's aggregate, so I'm talking about fractions of a penny here, and, uh, over time, they add up to a lot. Oh, okay. So you're gonna make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Right? It's not yours? Uh, well, it, it becomes ours. How is that not stealing? I don't think, uh, I don't think that I'm explaining this very well. Um, okay. The 7-Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. You'd take a penny from the tray. From the crippled children? No, that's the jar. I'm talking about the tray. The, the You know, the pennies for, for everybody. Oh, for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Well, those are whole pennies. Right. All right? Oh. I'm just talking about 
fractions of a penny here, okay? But we do it from a much bigger tray, and we do it a couple of million times. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> Although I think Michael Bolton gave the plot first, but I could not find that clip anywhere. <laughs> Basically, that's we the do that's it the a couple of million times a day. That's the general plot, I guess. That's how Gus gets recognized and gets pulled in under Ross Webster's Websco. Web, you know. Uh, this movie you, is so slow. It's not as slow as I I think it felt more it felt more evenly paced than Batman Forever. Maybe it just felt more paced because I'd it's whole the, maybe it's Well, maybe it felt more maybe it felt better paced because it was nostalgic and I didn't give a shit. Well, it's it's Christopher Reeve. Yeah. He's coming back and he's a good Plus movie's 12 years older than Batman Forever too. It sure. is a slower paced kind of movie. 12 years? I still forgot it is. I forgot that this movie starts with Gus and the unemployment line. I know, right? I like before you even get it's that's you the, get him with a yo-yo it's one of the first notes i have is yeah. unemployment in metropolis is rampant i wish this were how all superman villains were created <laughs> by, un, is, by, by reaganomics by <laughs> gus has run out of unemployment benefits well he will well excuse me brother you gotta lie earn lots of money <laughs> being a computer programmer uh, one of the bits that I pulled from trivia that I pulled out of here it says Gus steals half a cent from every employee at Webster Co or okay. whatever the company is if he collects around $85,000 every time the company must have around 17 million employees I if mean, he's pulling a half a cent off of everybody's paycheck. Like Walmart? Maybe. $17 million is a lot of employees. It's a lot of employees. What is that in just for inflation? What's really funny, though? What, what are 17 million people in 1983 <laughs> compared to 17 million people in 2019? Uh, it's still 17 million people, Travis. <laughs> please, Siri, please tell me. 17 million people. Uh, oh. I put down here, and then I said, apparently both Gus and the guys from Office Space mess up the calculations on how to embezzle money from their employer. They both fuck it up. <laughs> they always get lost in that mundane detail. I must have misplaced a decimal point or something, because I think that's what Michael Bolton Four million says. $4,235,025.15, Michael. Pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> Federal pound me in the ass prison. You know what I don't like about this movie? It's not enough Office Space in it. <laughs> There is zero Richard Pryor going, motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. He says other things too, but I don't think it's appropriate for white guys. Especially. Correct. Yeah, this is this is the most castrated Richard Pryor film. Uh, yeah, ever. Uh, it's now 1983, so Jimmy Olsen is supposed to be how old? Do you think? Forty, forty-five. I would say twenty-five, <laughs> meaning that he graduated from high school seven years ago. And most of the people he went to high school with are still in high school. So he went to high school with a bunch of dunces. Because when he's in, when he's talking to Perry White, well, Mr. Clark, I mean, he's like talking about wanting to go. I think um, uh, Clark is talking about wanting to go to his high school reunion. And then he mentioned something to Perry White. And then Jimmy Olsen says, well, I don't, you know, I don't know, Mr. Kent. Most of the people I went to high school with are still in high school. I'm like, how long ago did you graduate? Maybe he was like a Doogie Howser type. Uh, maybe. But So everybody he went to high school with was 
still would have been out of high school by then. Well, is he from They're Kansas? Just, is he from Kansas? I don't know. Because is is he from Indiana? Because I can speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wrote down here is like, was it just me or was Lois Lane looking a bit rough in the five lines that she had before she went off to uh, Bermuda with her little crotch floss? <sighs> yeah. Bermuda, Mike. That's a string, and I really at nineteen eighty. Three lowest lane Margot Kidder. I really, I don't, I don't think I want to see that. Really, Margot Kidder, nineteen eighty three. You seen one boob, you want to see them all, right? You seen one, you want to see them all. <laughs> what if um, you made Jimmy Olsen not Jimmy Olsen? What if he was Peter Parker, and then you team? Because he's a photographer. Okay, but you team up Spider Man, Superman. Okay. In the same movie. Well, you do like realize a, a crossover. that you do realize that Jimmy Olsen is kind of doing the Lois Lane. I'm going to get myself in the stupidest amount of danger possible at the chemical fire, chemical plant fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's. I broke my leg. Oh, oh. well, I guess you're going to die up there, Jimmy. Because yeah, you don't he... have a vagina, I don't need to save you. He didn't break his leg until he fell. Potato, potato, man. <laughs> You didn't break that shit? Then walk it off, pussy. Get up. <laughs> Jump off the, the... Look, the workers are sliding down the fucking fun slide. You can slide yeah. down the fun slide, too. I swear, when I watched that, I was expecting one of the scientists to go, Wee! <laughs> and that didn't I happen. And I, I swear I thought that happened. <laughs> and I guess I just imagined it in Can we back up and talk mind. about the opening opening sequence of this? Not the eight-minute opening sequence? The Rube Goldberg the- machine of... Guppery. Well, that's one of my things that what doesn't work. I said the opening credits are like eight minutes long. We're not going to have a 15 minute. No, we're not. Okay. But I, but that <laughs> was one of the things I put down was good Lord. These, the moot. Yes. The credits are still going and it, and the blur effect is kind of weird. It's, it's like, it's, it was a weird optical effect. Like they could not properly figure out how to mask how the Superman credits come in on the bottom. And so it just blurred mm, the next mm. 25% of the screen. Well, just so the only thing in focus accentuates the like, blur. It's like in the top 25% is the only thing in yeah, focus. Yeah. It was weird and went on for fucking ever. And it did. It really went on for a long time. All right. What does it work? I'm going to go first on this one. You, you go went, first. You went first last Please. time. Basically everything, depending on how you look at it. It takes If two, you're critical, everything. If it you takes, don't care, nothing. Well, as far as like a, it takes too long to get going to explain, like to reconcile these two or three stories to get. You don't need the super big drive of Gus and unemployment. No, not as not as much as they really draw, dial down and dial in on that. But story. that's them maximizing on on having Richard Pryor. In well, that. hey, hey, guess what? In trivia, they spent five million dollars for him in that movie. It's almost like you're changing the channels watching this movie, like. This is not funny enough. All right, no, that's too funny. Whoa, shit, that's too dark. <laughs> Let's go back. And yeah. can't. It, it, yeah, you're right. That's really good. It's like a knob that can't go in the middle. It either goes too far to the left and it's funny, or and it's <laughs> stupid, Richard Pryor, yeah, <laughs> or it's too far to the right. Like, geez, that's <laughs> dark. <laughs> that's one of the things that I put down under like thematically instead of plot points and pacing. I'm like, well. Well, this isn't really related to plot points and pacing. Tonally, this film is a little weird when watching it as an adult. I'm like, when it came to either slapstick or darkness, it really pushed those two specific elements to the edge, especially knowing its designated audience are mostly children. Did they really... 
was Margot Kidder's absence of this movie, was that really the motivator for sending Clark Kent to his class reunion? Just to hook up with Lana Lang? No. Uh, part of the motivation of removing her from this movie is the fact... She didn't want to do it. There were issues with the producers getting rid of Richard Donner because they filmed Superman and Superman 2 back-to-back. Correct. And halfway through Superman 2, they got rid of Richard Donner and brought in Richard Lester. And they he said, had let's f*** up the second half stuff. of this movie. Yeah, they had to shoot enough stuff, and Richard Lester said, hey, you know what? Maybe Superman has magical powers and can just kiss Lois Lane and make her forget everything. Well, that's a wonderful way to end this movie. <laughs> yeah. But that this is not about but, Superman 2. But, yeah. That, the point is why... She did not like, and Hackman did not like, how Richard Donner's role was handled sure. with Superman. And when they got rid of him and they brought in Lester and they brought in Lester to do three, there is a conflicting rumor of either Margot Kidder and um, Gene Hackman protested against wanting to be in Superman 3 because of how Donner but, yeah, was no, treated. That, and that's common knowledge. And then, so they were, they gave her five lines and sent her to Bermuda. But my point is, what's the point of sending him to Smallville just to introduce the Lana Lang character? I get that. I Mark, guess that's the, he I has get, to still have a love interest. I get, I get which that. Which is not necessary. They can't just bring in another reporter. The love interest isn't necessary. There's, well, there's I don't so, dislike the Lana Lang thing. It's just... No, it's, it's fine. Not, but it's she not necessary. She could have just... Hey, I was a few years behind you in school, and now I've moved to uh, Metropolis, and I'm a reporter, but I'm going to be a coffee girl, and Lois goes off to the thing. And, and they, I got this bastard son, who, and then, Ricky, yeah. who whines a lot. And he sucks at everything he does. <laughs> Hits his heads on rocks That's in my the point. middle of a field. The, it seems like the only point of getting him to Smallville was to have a love interest. And yeah. You, that's confusing. It doesn't make I do remember back in the mid-'80s sense. that it was very... it was Chic. it Well, it was kind of... The cool thing was these class reunions of it and having 50s and 60s parties that were 20 years ago, and this was everything that your parents were a part of. Did Back to the Future do that? Uh, no. Um, actually, I have that written out of the connection. They play Earth Angel at yes, Clark's they do. high school reunion. And Marty's brother is Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, there is a connection. I figured there's you two, might bring that up. There's two connections, actually. Yeah. I'll talk more on it later, but the, the, basically what doesn't work is some... The, beyond the confusing plot or the confusing plots, the miscastings are a thing. And the fact that it followed Superman 1 and 2 are basically what hurt it. Yeah. <laughs> I think... And they didn't. They just didn't know what to do. They, I, I think they truly didn't know what to do to top it. They were like, well, we want Lex Luthor. And, and I am guarantee you that, I'm, that uh, Gene Hackman was like, mm, I got other things going on right now. I'm building a house. I mean, yeah. Segway to season four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there were issues with uh, with those two, with the producers. Um, they There were rumors that Gene Hackman uh, retaliated over not wanting to be in Superman 3 because he had problems with how Donner was treated. I have uh, problems pro- with how Donner was treated. Yes. Uh, the producers... And then later, Hackman said, no, that's not true. I didn't want to be in the third one. Lex Luthor doesn't need to be the villain in every single Superman movie. But he basically is. You can take me out. And you're like, I wrote down here, I'm like, you might as well just named him Rex Roofer, you know, <laughs> and rather than Ross Webster. Rex Roofer. <laughs> Do you need a standing scene put on your house? Call Rex Roofer today. Rex Roofer today will put your fucking roof on. Inner promo code six pack. <laughs> Do you have? I've always had a favorite scene in this movie. Always. Me too. 
What's yours? I've already said it. What is it? Bizarro. Say it. Superman. Do it. Fights himself. Superman versus Clark Kent. Always has been, always will be my favorite scene in the entire movie. Why? Because it's kind of dark as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, it, so, okay, let me back. <laughs> I'm just going to back up. I, I watched this about a year ago with... It's dark. Commentary on. Right. And... It was Richard Lester talking about it, and he was like, "Dude, I get so much shit over this movie because it doesn't follow the canon of Superman one and two. And he was this like, "This is just a day in Superman. It's just a fucking day in his or life, a week man. Or whatever. Sometimes right? he just saves a cat in a tree. Sometimes he just goes and freezes a lake and puts out a Canadian piss farm fire or whatever the fuck it is. I hate the piss farm fire. Gas thing." You're Lake, talking about the chemical plant? Lake Pissatonk is five miles away. Well, I'm Superman. I can go freeze Super fast. Yeah, and he goes and it's like. Not every day is he fighting General Zod or Doomsday or Batman or whomever. Some days he's just saving some stupid kid that can't run through a fucking cornfield or a wheat Without field. finding a rock to trip on and yeah, then the fall one, and hit his head on the same rock the that he one, tripped on. <laughs> the one rock. He, that, Ricky has figured out how to defy the laws of physics, space, and time and trip over the same rock that and he his falls dog and hits was his head super, on. His dog was super concerned let's, about him. Let's be honest. Would Lana, would Lana not be better off if she wasn't saddled with the kid and the dog? The dog's okay. It's Ricky's the problem. Maybe, maybe, maybe Clark just plays it cool, turns his hearing off for a minute, <laughs> lets evolution happen, and Lana's free and clear. You know? Maybe. Uh, no? Okay. Lana, well, I don't know. But I, I, the bizarro... Ricky's dead now. I can't... I, heard, I mean, she's not going to put out that I you can spin day. around the earth and like go backwards. Yeah, I, I, can, yeah I, can only, I can do that once. I can only do that once. <laughs> and I kind of burned that and back I did in get, 78. I, I did get laid from that one, so it did... The thumbs up I don't the know if you saw. I don't one. know if you saw Lois Lane's death scene in Superman. Crushing. Yeah, literally. In super, but, yeah, crushing figuratively, literally. But so Richard Lester's commentary on it puts it in such a nice light that it's not everything he has to do has to be world saving. It's just he's Superman, and that's a great way to think about it. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I was fascinated by mirrors. We the the church where I went, there was a the you were a, or are you a simple child. Mirrors are amazing. But the, the women's room had... We don't let him out very often. The women's room in the basement of the church where I grew up had, like, there was an outer room, like like a powder room. Okay. And there were basically mirrors for you to check yourself 360. So it was that literal, like, eternity of mirrors. I, I don't know. Mirrors have always fascinated me. And Superman fighting himself was, like, I was like, I was locked in when I was a kid. I mean, I didn't understand why he was evil. Now I understand that it's because cigarettes are bad for you. <laughs> uh, Tar and it's horrible. Cigarettes and scotch are bad for you. They make yeah. you, um, they make you a bad person. Johnny Walker, Red Label, it's bad for you. I no wonder he was pissed off, right? Yeah. Like you said, the penis. <laughs> if you had um, to drink this shit, you do that too, I guess. I just always thought that scene was so cool. I, I love doppelganger scenes. I always have, and I, I always will. Ah, Bizarro is one of my favorite characters. And I don't know a ton about him. And I don't really call him Bizarro, but, but I get but it. You will call him Bizarro. I will not. You will call him Bizarro. He was Bizarro Superman. He was everything Superman isn't. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what Bizarro is? Asshole. <laughs> What's uh, 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 No, let me let me go back here. Since we, we were kind of talking about what doesn't work. Let oh, me go we're, down. We're going back. Okay. Let's go back. There are a few things that are kind of funny that I just want to bring up. Uh, outside of the opening credits, get... Move on, please. Holy shit. Bad. Yeah. Get over it. 
in the opening credit sequence, a crowd stands around a car that fills with water, but they don't understand how to open door or break window. <laughs> open door. Nah, let's wait around for Superman to him, fly. Him drowning. Yeah. <laughs> he drowned. Yeah, let's wait around for Superman to fly. By the way, across the street, mind you, <laughs> to tear open the sunroof to rescue him from drowning. And the guy's just floating there. Him drowning. Uh, uh. That's, by the way, that's how Bizarro talks. Yeah, okay. Him drowning. He does. Uh, so Clark and Jimmy get to take the bus to Smallville. <laughs> not a flight, not the, you know, not a plane. Do you think there's a fucking airport in Smallville? I would think so. No. <laughs> and then Jimmy has to return to Metropolis after breaking his leg. Via the same bus? Via the same bus. Was it a Wheat King bus? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> what if Jimmy is Ricky? What if what if Ricky is a past, like, no, alternate 1983 Marty McFly version of Jimmy Olsen? What if, what if Ricky had been bailed up in that combine? <laughs> and then there's no Jimmy Olsen to take pictures. That'd be okay because he's stupid to the he's tune of Earth, to the movie. tune of Earth Angel. Yeah, I mean, I think we've I think we've tightened this movie up ourselves already. <laughs> it's twelve minutes long. <laughs> I mean, we're done. We're just take out the opening credits and then cut <sighs> it down. What I put down here, I don't think Smallville High School understands how class reunions work. Clark there, surely. Uh, Clark is there for his seventeen year reunion. He graduated in sixty five, but is there in eighty three? I think he said fifteen. I think he said fifteen. Did he say fifteen? Yeah, he said fifteen. Okay, well. Okay, if that's the case, then I take. This I did. Back. So, I did if some not, math on this. Who has their class reunion during harvest season? Uh, class reunion ha- happens in the summer. But I did some math. They're harvesting wheat. You harvest wheat in the summer. Okay, so that's actually so everything's good so far. Okay, so in an effort to keep the acid cool, Superman is using his super cold breath to freeze an entire lake and carry that lake to the chemical plant, as opposed to just using his super cool breath. To keep the acid cool. Well, see, now you're overthinking it. Now, well, hold on. <laughs> I mean, I know he's putting out the entire fire, but it seems kind of silly. Maybe he has only one setting on his super cool breath. Because we do see him using his sneeze breath to annihilate some bowling pins, so maybe there's really only one setting. Uh, two. I thought that was so cool when I was a kid. I did, too. Looking at it later going, that defies the laws of physics and everything else. If you were Brad, would you fuck with Ricky uh, or no, his mom? No, not after that. Ricky just threw like three strikes in a row on the same ball, and he just and turned sh- his bowling pins into toothpicks. Yeah, if he if he catches me trying to rape his mom later, I'm he's probably gonna bust the fuck out of my head. <laughs> when I put down here number six, that's not how weather satellites work. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I put. That's just not how they work. I don't think they change the weather. I don't think think they change the weather. I don't think that uh, they can reach out into the heavens and find the the chemical compounds of kryptonite. You well, no, you you look in the area of the universe where Krypton existed, used or used to be. Grab, you know, one of its rocks. Oh. Pull it back. Well, you don't, unless you can't find a rock, and then you just find the chemical compounds and then try to create it yourself. Tar. In your lab. Tar. With tar. an un- unknown. Tar. Tar. Uh, do most junkyards have a waiting pool of acid just out in the open? <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. I always thought it was freaky as a kid. As an adult, I'm like, what the fuck would they have that just sitting out there for? To dissolve tires and parts and just bones of just vagrants and homeless prostitutes. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. Uh, Number eight, uh, 
when Ross Webster attacks Superman in the with the supercomputer at the end of the film, he surrounds him with a bubble and says, let's see how long he can last without air. Uh, Superman managed without air in the first two films flying in the vacuum of space. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. I caught that. Let's, I'm going to back up real quick. Vera's kind of hot. Lorelai's hot. Well, d- sure. But Vera kind of like, she's kind of like. Lorelai's hot. So I, I guess we don't agree here. She's Blonde, like Blondie, big tits, McGee. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I know who you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, Vera's the sister with the with the bad dye job in the hair. She gets turned into the robot at the end of the movie. She's supposed to be uh, Brainiac. She gets sucked in and becomes Brainiac at the end. I've said way too much about comic books. Yeah, the sister. Yeah, she's not hot. She's kind of hot. No, she's, she's, she's no, no. She's she's kind of people got that. misplaced her, misconstrued her as a man at one point. There was even that joke that kind of really, yeah, there, yeah, there huh. was, yeah, no. Vera's not hot. She's kind of hot. Okay. My uh, second favorite clip, uh, well, it's not, I'm not going to play it, but my second favorite line, rather, is, uh, it's also Bizarro. It's a, what are you looking at? When he comes out of the bar. Oh. after Is it right before he gets confronted by Ricky and then flies off and then has the confliction and then falls into, flies into the junkyard? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's when he's flipping the peanuts. What are you looking at? Oh. What are you looking at? <laughs> it's a slight uh, look at alcoholism. Is what yeah. that is, I think. And then, um, do we want to do worst line? No, hold on. Uh, I'm j- I, I, have, I, I didn't put I didn't put worst line down here. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. No, wait, wait. I went I went home from my class reunion last week, and I did not intend on taking my notebook, and I didn't. So I didn't take my notebook. But then I found myself with some free time. And then he so, sent me a text going, "Can you please give me the things we talk about? What again? am I doing? Because I can never remember them." <laughs> so I stole a notepad from my parents, and I laid on their living room floor and took notes on this. So my notes are kind of backwards and choppy. That's okay. So they're out of order. But I don't. I want to get to everything because it's very important to me. So you go ahead. Okay. Gus disassembles <laughs> and powers down his entire computer by removing one flathead screw. <laughs> at I'm, least at first. Where I'm from, we call it Until the supercomputer figures out how to drain all the power in the entire United States, causing an enormous blackout. Throughout the entire country. To turn sweet, hot-ass Vera into a robot. <laughs> she's not conventionally hot, man. Like, she's hot she in, sure like... She sure isn't. She's, she's hot not... in, like, a confidence way. That's what it is. My last thing was, like, so, let's summarize all of the things that Gus Gorman did wrong in this movie. <laughs> Show up for work. He embezzled money. He hacked a weather satellite. He used that satellite to almost destroy Columbia. He poisoned Superman with tar-laced kryptonite. <laughs> He endangered the world's oil supply. Built an, an, an ultimate computer that almost killed Superman. What is Gus's punishment for all of this? Is a job recommendation from Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's stupid. I, I sincerely and honestly believe Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor <laughs> not wanting to really kill Superman. He really doesn't want to do it. I believe that... It's going to kill him. And he wants to go down and he wants to take the power out. And then he takes the axe to the thing that's shooting out the kryptonite. Yeah. I believe all of that. I believe his sincerity. I really believe that he doesn't, he is not that, that shitty of a person. Right. He's a pawn being moved around by Ross Webster. And where does he drop him? Hey, I'm going to drop him in a f- coal mine. <laughs> How fucking racist is that? <laughs> you got a computer back there? <laughs> This yeah. guy's a whiz with him. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the he... boss uses a computer. Well, here's a formerly unemployed black man in 1983 who was just recently embezzling millions and millions of dollars. You know the take one, leave one penny? <laughs> like the crippled children? No, 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 no. Like the take a penny, leave a penny. 
<laughs> so, okay, let me ask you a question. All right. You don't think Vera was kind of hot? No. I wrote I it, think I wrote really it down. I think it's fu- And you said you were sober when you did this, right? Mostly. She was kind of <laughs> hot. No. The worst line, the taking the tornado and turning it upside down. That's stupid. That was really dumb, wasn't it? Yeah. Did he roast all of the beans on his own, or did he just dry them out <laughs> in Colombia <sighs> after he dried all of the he like dried all of the country with his like hot breath, hot hot ray and Operation hot hot breath? Do you think it smelled like coffee or scotch? His hot breath <laughs> smelled like cocaine. <laughs> what does cocaine smell like? A roasted you think Richard coffee Pryor, beans. Richard Pryor and Superman were smoking fucking ah! crack backstage. <laughs> In 83, I think he was doing anything but trying to smoke crack God at damn, that they're time. both he dead had, now, He'd already man. set himself on fire. Superman and Gus Gorman are both dead now. One from the white horse and one from the white pony. If you had a magic wand and you could erase that joke that I just made. <laughs> and you couldn't erase that joke. I, did, I, I had a favorite line. Mine yeah, was my Ross. Line, well, my favorite, I don't. I do you do line. kind of put them together? I do favorite line or favorite scene. Okay, it's yeah, one so fav- or the other. Yeah, and I don't have a favorite line in this. My favorite scene was Clark Kent fighting himself. I just love the, I love the... My, one of my favorite fight scenes. Bizarro. The bold stupidity that is Ross Webster when he looks at Gus and goes, I asked you to kill Superman, and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing. <laughs> That's great. Do you not know who Superman is? <laughs> Evidently not. Yes. Evidently not. But I still find that funny. It's a funny line. It is line. a funny line because it's just like, really, you really have no idea the world that you're currently in, do you? No, not really. I just like money. Uh, if I could change one thing, I would reduce the slapstick humor by about 50%, make it a little more serious. I'd leave the humor just to prior. And that's it. And the, I've heard this movie referred to as a failed comedy. It kind of is. It's not. Well, I'll, it's get a, in, I'll get into that on my final thoughts. Sure. sure okay. It's not that funny. The movie no, is not. not really they that funny. They put Richard Pryor in it, and then they castrate Richard Pryor since his comedic style. Yeah. Like they, like I've seen him worse in PG movies. Or not worse, but better. Better in, in PG, PG movies. Yeah, you're exactly right. Cause, Anyone seen Silver Streak? Yep. Yeah, that's PG. And while he's castrated to a degree, he's still funny. Yeah. This, he doesn't, he's relegated to like a... Um, yes, Massa kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. Ugh, I don't and like saying that. I don't either. But I don't, I don't, I don't... <laughs> I, know, I was trying I to see if I know what way. you meant. No, but th- okay. that's exactly what I mean. He's, he's, he's... Because he's kowtowing to the, to the rich white man. He's a black guy... Played for all him. three. He's the, he's not in a position of power. No, he's not. In other Richard Pryor movies, he is. He's the lead. He's the. He's not the. He's not the butt of the joke in this movie, but he's sort of the butt of the joke. Right. If if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I just he feels he feels diminished. Like they didn't they didn't go. They wanted okay. Here's what it is. They wanted Richard Pryor because he's Richard Pryor, but they didn't let him be Richard Pryor in this movie. You don't. You want to know the best scene that has Richard Pryor in this movie? Skiing down the side of the. Well, building. that's funny, but it's this one. Oh yeah, not bad. Pretty good. You know what's wrong with this Singapore wing? Sling, Singapore sling. What's wrong with it? There's not a vodka in it. There's no vodka in it. Huh. Yeah, what did I tell you? Here, put some bike in it. 
What do you, you, you know? Hey. That's like there's subtle elements of Brewster's real, Millions. Yes, yeah. That's a re- yeah. That's another really good PG Richard Pryor movie. <laughs> but the I'll, man could do the man could do PG PG thirteen. But you had to give him. You had to let him get blue. Then you know. he could probably pull back. Yeah, you had to let him. You had to let the joke out. The man could make it. The neuter it a little bit. The man could make a raunchy or racy joke without swearing, but they didn't let him do it in this movie. And he's well, it's probably because of the subject material. It's Superman. You think uh, Siegel and Schuster? You think Siegel and Schuster were like, look, we know what this guy does, or whoever was in control of it. Okay, so what was what of a movie that's not that funny? (laughs) What do you? What scene do you think? Like got the biggest laugh out of you, because there's some funny moments in the movie. Sure, <sighs> I feel if like you have an answer for this. I have an answer for it because I wrote it down because it's the only time that it really made me kind of belly laugh, chuckle. Like, I know what makes me laugh, but I have I'm I have a dark sense of humor. <laughs> okay, say so, it, and then I'll do mine. He's trying to figure out what the unknown element is, and he, goes, <laughs> he just picks star, <laughs> tar. <laughs> He looks, he looks at his pack, his pack of cigarettes. Pack of camels. He looks pack at his pack of cigarettes and tar. Tar. Yeah. Tar. Tar is fine. Point six zero or point zero six percent tar. 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 That, that's funny to me. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Hey, guess what, kids? What? Smoking's bad. <laughs> cancer. Cancer. Even tar. Superman gets Man, cancer. Who wants to suck in tar in your lungs? Not well. Not Superman. You either. clearly weren't a smoker. <laughs> what's what's what do you think is the the, the biggest laugh that I got is when Clark hits Gus with the car door. Like they're in small <laughs> That face he know, makes is I know, priceless. I know that. I, I know, I know it's that. it's just enough of that slapstick. That slapstick without being over the top, because of course Clark, Clark is a klutz. Clark is a klutz. Superman That's a good doesn't one. know his own strength, <laughs> and it's right before he walks in and then kind of looks at the window display and looks at that ridiculous suit with the bow tie. I'm like I'm going to be Colonel Sanders, but with checkers. Yeah, like suit, <laughs> and it's just a boom. <laughs> well, you got to think that did not feel good, <laughs> you know. No, yeah, no that that did not feel good. That's at all. a good one. Uh, there was one other thing that I didn't bring up that what doesn't work that was that was kind of poignant. And are we to assume? No, that Bizarro Superman bangs a blonde chick. Oh, definitely. That was one of the other things I was going to bring up. Super nut. Super nut. Yeah. Uh, why don't we address that ever again? What I said to my mom, I said, I'm 38 years old. And I said to my mother, Mom, don't you think he blows a load like a shotgun through her back? Just like he says in Clerks. He, well, I don't or, think it was Clerks. It was Mallrats. Was it Mallrats? It was Mallrats. And my He's mom, got to have a condom that's kryptonite. kryptonite they condom. can hold it in, but it would kill him. 
kind of thing. He, the only person he could have he, sex with is Wonder Woman, right? He blows the load like a shotgun through her back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, but do you think Bizarro Superman or corrupted Superman, whatever you want to call him, I call him Bizarro. Do you think his load is like corrupted and dead because he's not? <laughs> he's Bizarro. He's not real. Maybe it's possible. I don't know. Does it come out slightly more tinged, darker than normal? Like tar? Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a different color hue to it. It comes out like caviar. It's got, <laughs> it's got a five o'clock shadow. Uh, oh, okay. that's gross. Anyway, no, I, there was something in here that I, I wrote down. I don't know where. I can't find it. But it, the people in Smallville were like super passive aggressive with with Superman coming to try to rescue the uh there's a there's a 4 by 4 falling off of the the bridge over the ridge you know this Superman after, you got to go this, this is he, the first experience with the the messed up kryptonite when he's the tar Lana's like hey there's kryptonite. a there's a bus going over the edge yeah, and he's like I'll get there okay, let's relax a little yeah. bit yeah he gets like he lets that guy die right the driver of the bus no he, the driver is alive i don't think anything happened but He's battling that internal thing right now. Right, right. So before with Lo- not Lois with Lana Lang, he gets like almost kind of rapey. He like, he gets like a he, too. he's like, hey, I've been I've been watching Brad, and is this how you handle things? <laughs> this is how you treat I mean, a lady? Is this how you treat a lady? Yeah. What the hell was up with that? But when he shows up, it's like Superman can't be everywhere. How passive aggressive do you need to be? Well, you should have been here a minute ago. Yeah, everything would have been fine, and you would have saved. You know, the truck from, what, falling down? That's not the important thing. Did the guy live? So I'm assuming my, that was the my guy lived. That I wrote down. The guy it didn't did, look like anybody was dead. Would have been better if the guy died. But they're super passive, aggressive. Like, they're like, oh, you've been here a minute ago. I've been fine. Uh, and then when he starts, starts that shift is starting. I was just writing in, and, 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 and then he's flying through and does the Tower of Pisa. And I'm like, meanwhile, in Italy, <laughs> Superman decides to straighten the Tower of Pisa after he couldn't save the truck from falling over the overpass. What? That's the next place he goes. Is It's like, well, I'm small, I fell up in Kansas. I might as I might well, well fix the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> huh? Do you know what that guy calls him? The Italian guy? Uh, when he curses him out? Yeah. What does he say? He says, Stronzo. I mean, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I, I always forget that there's like a quarter of this movie is pretty much Superman being a dick. This is the best quarter. It is the best quarter of the movie. I wish I it was missed I wish 10 it was, minutes of it. I wish it was a bit longer. You're just skipped in it. Yes. I'm uh, like, my DVD decided to skip ahead 10 minutes. And so after sorry. Superman blows out the Olympic torch, it jumps to Superman flying down in the junkyard. And I looked and I hit the timestamp and it, I missed 10 minutes. And so I recalled from memory, mind you. Mike, so I missed Gus showing his plans for a supercomputer. Dirty, On like 15 different napkins. Right. Yeah. Dirty soups rescuing Big Tits McGee from the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Tearing a hole in the oil tanker that won't obey the computer orders. Yeah. Uh, soups then going balls deep. <laughs> and more of soups being a dick when he's drunk. Did I recap that correctly? Pretty much, yeah. Um, do you think he wore a condom? Is one of the other things I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> we already discussed that. <laughs> I feel like he probably didn't. We already covered that. I feel like he, he didn't. We to. covered it. He didn't. <laughs> we covered it. He did not cover it. Well, okay. So if you had a magic wand, what are you changing about this movie? That was the. We had already talked about that. So, so you'll want to cut this out. 
Say it again, just so I know. Uh, I said that I wanted it to be 50% less funny. And, oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, that's right, and just right. let Richard Pryor be Richard Pryor. If I, uh, if I could do a magic wand, would be what if Clark comes back to work? It's the beginning of the movie, say. He turns up for work. Okay, like, and, like you normally do. Yeah, 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 on a Monday. For and a paycheck. After the whole stupid Richard Lester bullshit. The penguin and the blowing the fire out and the rescuing the guy and the photo booth and all the dumb fucking yes. shit. He turns up for work. Oh, gee, gee, Lois. Da, 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 da. Oh, hey, what's this yellow slip in my in my uh, mailbox? And he goes, and he's been transferred to the Daily Bugle. Uh, and at the same time, a young kid named Peter Parker, again, Peter Parker, has been transferred to the Daily Planet. He comes walking in. What if you switch universes? <laughs> you keep you keep this movie in the same dumb, wacky, hard days night. Richard Lester. It'd work better with Spider Man, I think. It, this yeah, would I work better would. with Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But what if you just swapped them? Not not like I said That's earlier, and make them sidekicks. But what if you swapped them? That would be kind of interesting. I'd watch it. Uh, At least the first twenty two minutes. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. It was my idea. I'd watch it. It's probably bad. Idea. So when he fights his bizarro version of himself, I'm so glad you said bizarro. Thank you for saying that. Uh, do you think it's really just an internal battle? Mm. Because he kind of fades away and disappears. And I'm thinking, does this all happen in his mind? And holy shit, Superman is losing his mind over in the Smallville junkyard or the Metropolis junkyard. Because you remember once he shows up and all the guys just run off. <laughs> Out of the junkyard. That's a good question, man. I, I think it's like a visual visual representation of what was going on uh, in his head. The, yeah, I, th- I feel like that's probably what it was. I feel like what it is is they had to reconcile that plot device in some yeah. way. Like, okay, we've made him. We we've, get rid- we've made him we bad. Get rid of him. We've made him bizarro. How do we? He's got. We got to get rid of him. How do we get him back? But we also need a we need a fight scene because if he fights Richard Pryor, he'll kill Richard Pryor. That's a hate crime. If he fights the woman, he'll kill the woman. <laughs> also a hate crime. If he fights not Lex Luthor, if he fights Rex Rufor, <laughs> Rex Rufor, <laughs> he'll just beat him to a pulp real quick. And he's a rich guy, so they'll call it uh, a class crime. <laughs> and if he fights Vera and beats Vera up, again, hate crime. Who can he fight in this? Well, he's got to find himself. Well, who? how does he fight Clark. himself? Well, Clark. Oh, he splits in two. Okay. The good so, side of so basically the good side. I think of, you're right. I think I think what it is is the internal struggle outwardly personified, and then they get. It's that. him getting rid of the toxins in him that he had his he had his feet steamed. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> he has that internal he struggle. Had the happy the ending massage. The character was... the character turns and you need to release your particles. <laughs> That's so gross. That's so gross. Don't ever call it that again. He released his particles into big tits. <laughs> McGee. It blew her back out like a shotgun. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Smith, for one of the greatest jokes ever. Uh, he, Yeah, he resolves his internal conflict, and we get a fight between two super beings. So I think you're right. I think that's what that is. I think that's a physical representation of a idea. This is probably the best performance of Christopher Reeve as a Superman because of the range, range. Yeah. The range. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, Lester's, like, he sits down and does what he's doing with Lana Lang. I'm like, hey, man, can you dial that back, like, a little bit? You're, 
you're starting to weird me out. Oh, yeah, when he's yeah. raping? When he's raping? Yeah, when he's raping. Yeah, but even before he gets... That's almost more... That's almost darker than... Fighting when himself. he's drunk. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. God, that that's that's where you're like, is that Superman? I don't know if I like Superman anymore. Uh, I'll go with <laughs> Batman. Thank you very much, you know? The other thing that I really, really love about this movie is I forgot all of the different, very kind of creative ways that they transitioned Clark Kent into Superman when he changes the photo booth. You're right, man. I love the photo booth. Food. Always loved it as a kid. Still love it now. I really like the back seat of the police cruiser. There's a split screen. You can kind of see it now. Yeah, Gordon, sure. he, when Superman gets out of the car on the other side, there's a little bit of a blue screen, obvious effect, and yeah. obviously there was a split in that. But that was really cool, and I still love that. And then when he's when they go to the picnic and he runs to change the behind the fence, behind the fence line, that's one of my favorite. Those three, the, I'm like, I forgot how much I really loved how he chose to have him. The photo booth and the chain, uh, the phone booth and the, the fence, fence are my, are my yeah. two favorites. Same here. Those because they're they're just fun. Yeah, this is a fucking fun movie. Yes, like this movie gets that's sh- really dark. <laughs> yes, this is a real. <laughs> this is a Travis movie, man. <laughs> this is this a- is a movie that has a hard time. Which side do we want? <laughs> f***ing stupid or f***ing dark? And that's Travis. That's yeah. Travis. <laughs> what, what day is stupid it? Stupid or is dark. Stupid, stupid or f***ing dark? Okay, so, all right. I had a really hard time recasting this. I did. I did two. I, did, I had a really hard time. I did two. I recast three. Okay. You Outside of, okay, I'm guessing you did Gus? Yes. And then you did Superman. I did. Who else did you recast? Webster. Okay, I didn't do... If I'd had more time and I thought about it, I probably would have. But I, I, it got, just, I didn't really want to dig I, into it, I so do, I just went with the two that were the easiest. When I for do me. my notes, I do my notes like in our bullet points. I do them in order, mm-hmm. and they typically they typically fall in line. Mm-hmm. And it helps us keep on script when we do this, right? But sometimes I have to come back. Like with trivia, I'll typically I'll do trivia after the movie's over if I'm if I've got trivia for that movie. This one I I wrote down recast the lead who, and I left it blank till the end of the movie because I could not. I got there. It took me a while to get there. I did go? a little bit of research. Should I go uh, first? It's up you, to you. Okay. I'll let you. You want to flip a coin? <sighs> yep. Hey, I, I won. Um, <laughs> Superman. All right. Nicholas, Brandon Routh. Nicholas Cage. Oh God, I still don't. I don't like it. I know where you're going. Wasn't that nope, the? I was not even going. I'm not even going. Superman. What the failed thing? Nope, okay. I'm not going there. I'm going. What 19, era? 1986. Like uh, raising Arizona. Nicholas Cage. He'd have been fine. He'd have been fine. Gus Gorman. Okay. Bill Murray. All right, I can see that. Stupid, just, hey, we want you because of your name. Go, here's here's what your character needs to do. Go riff. And for Rex Roofer, <laughs> I chose <laughs> Steve Martin. Okay, I still don't like your Superman. No, it's hard. It's so it's, hard. I'm sorry. All, no, no, you're, no I, don't be sorry. I know there's only mean. there's only one Superman. It's there Christopher is, Reeve. It's Christopher Reeve. I, I think you might like my Superman better. My goal in life is to live to be at least. 100. I think you might like my Superman better than Nicolas Cage. My goal in life is to live to be at least a hundred years old, and they're going to remake Superman again two or three more times again, before I die again. if I hit that goal, and it's always going to be Christopher Reeve. That 
What's that? That man was born What's that to play meme that role, that I... and that man died. That yeah. that role died with him. Yeah. There there will be no one ever to play Superman yep. the way Christopher Reeve. Did. I get it. Perfect. I'm there. I'm there with you. That's so who anyone, I grew up with. It's really hard to see anyone else, else you put in that role is just for. I have no. I had. You know, here's the thing, and I had no problem with who they brought in after that. I've not had problems with it. Brandon Ralph was great. I love no, Brandon Ralph. He was very much playing Christopher Reeve, he, but he did his. He did, he his, did his best to be Reeve. Christopher Reeve, yeah. and I fucking love him for it because. Well, that Nobody was very much a nod Superman. to that. Yeah. Um, you and I both agree we're not. We don't hate on Superman Returns. There, it has its problems. But I don't hate Superman Returns. Correct. In a lot of ways, I really liked it. I liked Same. it just because it was so much of an homage to that. Correct. Yes. Uh, I did not request. I I only did Superman and Gus. With Gus, I went with the closer modern representation of kind of who. Same footprint, same shoes as Richard Pryor, but twenty to thirty years later, I went with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, because you got to think he very much crossed that line of the white people like me and my people like me. Sure. It don't matter. He brought them all together. Sure. Chappelle did the same thing with his show for the two years, that, technically three, but for the two years that were on uh, Comedy Central, Chappelle show, it was that was so very much kind of Richard Pryor-esque, you know, in that in that. Every comedian, every comedian since 1970 has wanted to. Yes, I don't care what color you are. Okay, but especially Chappelle is who I. But so, so Chappelle is who I put in for Gus Gorman, who I put in for Superman and Clark Kent. It's a bit weird, but I think it could work. I put John Krasinski. I think I considered him. Oh yeah, I. He's got the good nice guy. Yeah, he can be a hard ass. He can be firm. He can be. I just. I think. I think within the past. I think after leaving. Shut up. No, I'm thinking. Like I'm, try, I'm You're trying, trying to, to go for an office line. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's not coming to me. It's not coming to me. No, there's so many things going through my head. Like Jim Jim L. Jim L. That's probably your best one. Already. Jim. <laughs> Uh, Just let it go. Jim, son of Michael, Neil before Dwight. <laughs> back up. Back the f*** up. Are we there? Are you where I am at right now? Dwight as Ross? No. Oh. Idris, Dwight as Superman. Idris Elba as General Zod. Yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, that would be good. He's not in this movie. He's not. General Zod is not in this movie. Save that recasting for later when we cover Superman 2. Okay. Does it still hold up? Uh, yeah. Look, this is this is how I put it here. Compared to other childhood films I've revisited, this one surprisingly held up considerably better than I would have ever imagined. Um, I was unable to remove the nostalgia goggles throughout the entire movie, and you know what? Mm, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, as dumb as Superman 3 is at its core, <laughs> after watching Batman Forever two days before this... Superman 3 was like a breath of fresh air. Still, it was like sitting down and catching up with an old childhood friend that I hadn't seen in 25 years. Does it still hold up for me? Yes. In short, I'll say the rest of it in my final thoughts. Do you have a similar or equal film you would recommend? I have one. I don't. I said this was hard. 
It was very hard for me. I said because this is like a standalone Superman movie that doesn't really tie into the to the other two films, nor does it really transition into the last one, which is a giant floating turd. You're fifteen percent already in on that one because it's a canon film. <laughs> <laughs> me, yes. So you yeah. already like it fifteen percent more than I do. But that movie is a turd. It is. It's a super turd. So no, I didn't have a recommendation because okay. I can't really go. If you love Superman three, you'll. Um, You've already seen Superman, so it's really I can't really pick one. So what's yours? In 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 so many ways, this movie has no peer because it's it's a superhero movie in an era when there weren't any, really. Just Superman for the most part. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Still. So what do you say, Batman Forever? No, we just talked about that. That's our rule. So I again for the severalth time. <laughs> In this episode, I go Bizarro. How do you make Bizarro? You go Brightburn. Did you see that? I'm going to see it next week. Okay. I know enough about it. Uh, I wanted to have seen it before we recorded this, and I Basically tried. Basically what Superman, if he came down and turned evil instead of good. But he came down and was, was evil, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know I know some things I'm not going to say. Uh, clearly, I'm probably not spoiling anything, because by the time you guys hear this, it's November. But <laughs> <laughs> I know that they have kind of planned... Or at least has the potential to have planned. What if Batman were evil? Okay. Kind of thing. Interesting. Based on what fan of the podcast Jeff Cullum? There's your shout out. Way late in the episode. Bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. Shout out Jeff Cullum. Um, two outs. Two that's, strikes. That's a baseball reference too, Jeff. In case you. <laughs> I can't do cricket, so I don't know if he follows that or if he follows soccer. He didn't. Play. He follows neither. He's a surfer. surfer. He's a surfer. That's true. You did say that, didn't you? Um, or <laughs> if, you want, if you want a uh, stupid mid-80s Richard Pryor movie. Hang 10. The Toy. Sorry. The Toy. Okay. Yeah. Bright, bright burn of the toy. This is this is our final episode for this season, you guys. So, and again, my notes are choppy. Um, I have a few final thoughts. And I'm, then we're... And then, We'll close in I've, on. I've, I've gotten all those. We'll close in on this, this piece of this nostalgicness. Nostalgia. Just say nostalgia. No, it's, it's the story. Of, story of my week. Uh, story of my life now. So his his weakness is kryptonite or scotch, <laughs> <laughs> or tar. <laughs> his weakness is tar, which makes him want to drink. Apparently. Oh yeah, that's twice now that Clark Kent has tossed a bully out on a food tray. Do you think it's weird that Clark was is, handed something that looks mysteriously similar to what he had had in like the first film wrapped around his neck, but he didn't? didn't. Well, you caught the, you, surely you caught the thing when he goes back for his reunion. He's got his class sweater wrapped around his neck, and it's a Smallville. I know. And it's red, and it's got the so, S on it. Yes, but when, he's hand, when he is handed the <laughs> when Gus Gorman goes in and does his best version Patton. Of, of Patton right. and hands him the giant green piece of whatever the fuck. Kryptonite light. Right. <laughs> it's less calories, less filling, more tar. Low tar. Right, low tar. Yeah, that's very little. That's very little tar. 0. 0.6. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, he knows what kryptonite looks like, and you would think that oh. that should be an so, indicator of like... You, uh, you, Read more of was it. he holding on to this? So after the fact, yeah. How did like, it infect him? Did it only infect him like it was around him because until he left Smallville? But it that I'm like, imagine if it had been around him the entire the rest of the movie. Is it not? Did red, he take it home? Red kryptonite helps him. 
Something like that. Green hurts him? Green hurts him. Red, I think, helps him. I'm not super clear on the, all of the different colors of kryptonite. Yellow kryptonite just causes him to be cautious. Yes, and blue kryptonite gives him the shits. <laughs> I don't know. I was going for a traffic light. <laughs> uh, Final thoughts, go. Is this a good Richard Pryor movie? No. Okay, no. In all actuality, it's not really a funny movie. There are long stretches where the movie is not funny, but passable as or amusing at best. You know, this is the kindest way of putting it. Uh, is this a good Superman movie? Yes. I put not really. Hmm. Not when you compare it to the original 78 classic. But, or but, 70. But, no, I know. And that's what that's what I wrote down. So okay. we're not going to get into okay. that. Okay. That was before we had that discussion that this is kind of like a standalone. Someone I read somewhere that like see look at it as like a standalone Roger Moore Bond movie. It does not. It doesn't fall into the full like legit canon. Sure. If you can at look all. at it like at that, all. let it go. It's it's considerably it's, better it's than great. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this film survives primarily on nostalgia. A lot of nostalgia, a heaping, steaming pile of nostalgia <laughs> that only has the vague smell of horse manure. <laughs> it's de- This is definitely not the Godfather or Citizen Kane of superhero movies, <laughs> but you know what? I'm all right with that. It's not every day that General Zod comes to Earth, tries to enslave us, or, or whatever he does. Some days he's just saving some stupid farm kid that falls down in a field from a combine. There's a lot of bad special effect scenes in this that don't hold up. Yeah, it's like they spent more money on the movie, yet they spent less on visuals. Like we it's can hard do that to, somewhere. Is it, is, uh, am I right? Is it? Is it? It's kind of hard to tell where the bulk of the money went. I guess Richard Pryor's. Well, it? five million went to Richard Pryor. The movie cost thirty nine million. Where else did this movie go? I know that. I'm sure Reeve, Chris Reeve asked for quite a Chris bit. Chris Reeve probably made enough. Oh, you know what? We never did. What? I have some trivia. Get into your trivia. I have a little bit of trivia that do we never trivia. got in. Do your trivia, and I'll hit my final thoughts. Okay. And then we'll do chases. There's not a ton of trivia, but what was interesting- and God we'll, knows where we'll, we're headed and, after that. Yeah, We got- What's really interesting here is we have- um, We're going to jump right into the initial casting alternatives. Uh, There's not- I love the also rants. Okay, yeah. Christopher Reeve threatened not to return to this film. <laughs> Too bad he did He not. was also protesting Donner's firing. He also hated the script. <laughs> and apparently everybody was pissed off about Donner being But evidently fired. he came around to loving that page. So, because they thought Reeve was not coming back, producers scrambled to find an actor to play Superman. Oh, shit. How many were there? How many do you have? One, two, three, oh, four. Ouch. The one they were about to settle on is scary as hell. Okay. So, for Superman, John Travolta was approached. But he but he declined. I'm from Kryptonite. It's like so weird. No, it's Krypton. I know I'm from Kryptonite. It makes me like Krypton, and I go with the stuff. Huh? Hey, Mister Carter. Uh, Jeff Bridges and Kurt Russell were also considered, but they were also not interested. Or interesting <laughs> as Superman. Yeah. No, it's Kurt Russell. Not not the Superman. No. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Really? Okay. No. No. Not not working. That's. So a few days before filming was set to begin, the Salkins settled on Tony Danza. They settled on who's the boss. Richard Lester was mortified with the casting of Danza and pleaded for Reeves to return. 
and Reeves eventually returned uh, and agreed to it as long as he had the uh, was allowed to change parts of the script. What parts of the script did he change? I don't know, but apparently he did more with script in the fourth one because he was listed as one of the screenwriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew that. I knew that for a quest for peace. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. <laughs> Angela. It's, yeah, it doesn't work. I so they they were, they were really going for like a Guido sort yeah. of Travolta or Tony Danza. Wow. Ross Webster. The uh, writers originally wanted Alan Alda. Someone who could be ruthless without losing any charm. That's fair. Okay. I see that. The in, the, in the 80s. These were the writers. The producers wanted Frank Langella. Frank Langella would have been good. Yeah. He would have been a hell of a lot better than Skeletor. I don't think he would have dialed it up to 12 in, in, in this. Well, no, I mean, but even he if he did, he probably would have. But he would have been char- He would not have been charming. No, no, no. But he, no, but I don't need him to be charming. But. Lex Luthor yeah. is charming, and Rex Rufor is tries to be charming. <laughs> Frank Langella would have been good. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been. He would have been like. You would have really hated Webster. Yeah, which you I think you should have, because you yeah. don't hate Luthor. Yeah, you don't. You don't like him, but you don't necessarily hate him. Yeah. All right. So those. That's all my casting stuff. That's kind of funny, right? Oh, that's kind of terrifying. But, yeah, isn't okay. it? And so we talked about this before. The orig- Well, we didn't talk about it, but you knew that Brainiac was kind of in, potentially involved in the storyline. And became what Vera became. Yeah, this movie was originally going to involve Supergirl's original, uh, the origin story, and, and battle her, Superman, and Brainiac. And everything I read about it for research, it would have been fucking horrible. Because Supergirl it was... It would have been horrible. Supergirl was 83 as well, correct? No, Supergirl was either 84 or 85, and it was done by these producers, but yeah. they just decided to take her story completely separate and have Faye Dunaway be some weird witch. witch. That movie's really bad. Uh, and I'm never going to watch it for this podcast. <laughs> ever. Uh, his auto, in his autobiography, Richard Pryor admitted that he thought the screenplay was terrible and he only accepted the role because of $5 million. I can't blame him. No, I can't blame him. And then we also said before, oh, I may not have said it, I may have said it to you off mic. It was Richard Pryor was said to have only been cast because he made comments on The Tonight Show about how amazing Superman was. And so <laughs> Pryor apparently claimed he was only joking, but the film's producer wanted him in the movie regardless. And so I'm assuming that however he gave the mannerisms about how Superman was, and he came in and did all of his things. Was when he put on the tablecloth and put on the skis and did the thing. That's probably not far off of how he have portrayed seen, how great Superman was. Have when you he, not seen this night show performance where he did I, that? I can't find it. It's he – George Carlin was on, and then – uh, Richard Pryor was. On. I took. I looked through three or four different clips, and I did not have time to just keep digging. It's an amazing panel. Okay, to see Richard Pryor and George Carlin on the same, on the same panel or <laughs> on the Tonight Show, and he doesn't. He comes out and he just. He doesn't talk about whatever his shit is. He talks about having seen Superman. <laughs> That's what's so yeah. great about it. Because oh no, he comes out, man. And he and goes shh, shh, and yeah. he goes up, and shh, it's great. Yeah. And then Johnny Carson's like, we have to do. Break and say, no, no, it's cool. I'll be back. I'll be here. And then he comes back and talks more about <laughs> Superman. Uh, the video game that Ross Webster plays was created for the film. Uh, it originally looked so lifelike that the creators were asked to make it look more computer-like, which is surprising. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't either. Did it look but, more lifelike in 1983? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Well, obviously. 
Uh, what am I? Oh, Gus Gorman steals money from his company by collecting fractions of a cent from other accounts and depositing them in his own personal account. In computer crime technology or terminology, excuse me, uh, it's called the salami uh, technique. Huh. Whatever it is that he's doing is uh-huh. just called the salami technique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, last bit was the ski slope outside of Ross Webster's penthouse took three months to build in Pinewood Studios, and 17 tons of salt were used as snow. Gross. Did you notice that in that little wintry cabin, regardless of whatever time of year it was, there were like Christmas wreaths outside of that cabin and inside? I don't know if there was a Christmas tree right before no. Superman went balls deep, but I swear <laughs> it was Christmassy esque and I don't think it was Christmas time. Huh. But well, there was, was a Christmas wreath there's on the a reason, outside of that cabin. Reason for soups to celebrate, at least. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are my trivia after my final thoughts because I forgot to get them. That's okay. Them. No, but, that's yeah. fair. Uh, I guess I'm wrapping this up. Um, too many things in this movie add up to crap. Yeah, <laughs> or what could be considered crap. Superman 3 is like the drunk relative in your family that no one talks about. You deal with him as little as you have to. Okay. Unless you're me. And then I love that dude. Because he's not a bad guy. It's, I mean, unless you feel him full of tar. But his stories are great. They're not, um, you know, amazing, life-changing. But they're entertaining. And... Who doesn't love a good drunk story, you know? Yeah. Um, There's still the possibility that Superman 3 will make my pick six of drinking scenes. There's a couple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get... May, I may have to avoid it, but I tell you, I was seriously considering um, Gus Gorman with Brad at the... <sighs> as is his, you never these, pass out, do you? Yeah, you never pass out. Nope. I seriously was thinking about <laughs> that one. I'm like, Boy, because I remember I after he does that... He has to get those two key cards in at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's got to bring. And he does the little machine. And he does the cars. Not brrr, brrr, when he's dragging around, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Why? No, he's the. Yes, but, he's just. He's drunk himself, supposedly. Superman 3 is the uncle that pisses in the punch bowl. But you only really want to see it once a year. <laughs> and um, just in case I didn't make it clear, Bill Finger created Batman. <laughs> Let's do a chaser. Let's do a couple chasers. We have because good God, man, this is uh, season three. Ender, Endgame. This is man. Yeah, what a long, strange trip it's been. Eh? All right, you get to pick one of those. What do they say? Lori Short and Lori Camo. Lori Convo. I know what it means. So I don't know anyone named Lori Short. So I'm going to try to introduce myself to someone named Lori Short. I guess I'll go first. Um. <clears throat> well, I, whew, I'm glad this is. <laughs> I don't like how this goes. Lori in Murfreesboro wants to know: film or TV? Kirk or Picard? Uh, Kirk. Okay. Uh, Picard. I didn't watch much of either. I'll enough, do, but I like TV. Picard. Film. Kirk. Okay, that's me. That's me. I can see that. Because Picard only had one and a half good films. Kirk only had good films. Not, they weren't all good. Yeah. 
Kirk but, only had good films in a late sixties good sci-fi TV show. shitty sci-fi good shitty sci-fi TV show. Yeah, uh, Picard for TV, Kirk for film for me. You said just Kirk. Kirk. Okay, well, not as much Picard. Nathan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'm you, going, Lori. Yeah. Please send in more questions. We love these. Well, I have a more of a conversational question. These are great too. I love these. Shout out to Sasha. Lisa, the mailbox monitor's cousin. If you had to get one movie quote as a tattoo, what would it be? Hmm. Or, if you already have one, what is it? It's long. How long of a quote are we talking about? On that fateful day when stinking bits of slime first crawled from the sea and shouted to the cold stars, I am man. Our greatest dread has always been the knowledge of our own mortality. But tonight, we shall hurl the gauntlet of science into the frightful face of death itself. Tonight, we shall ascend into the heavens. We shall mock the earthquake. We shall command the thunders and penetrate That's what I got. That's okay. what I would say. Your part two, okay. or part oh, dose. Okay. If you got to pick any movie quote or tattoo or image slash reference on your significant other, what would it be? Rephrase or say it again. If you had, to, if you got to pick any movie quote to tattoo or image or reference on your significant other, what would it be? Oh, okay. That's a good one. I would, I guess, have to say Roadhouse correspondent Jamie Justice would then have a big, like, huge bicep tattoo that said TCB. Like like a trucker tattoo. Like taking care of business. Okay. Like a, like a 70s era. All right. I don't, I think that, that's like an Elvis tattoo, but I've seen a few of them. Um. TCBY, <laughs> like the yogurt. <laughs> Only with the gummy bears. Taking and, care of business what's yogurt. What type of topping? <laughs> Taking care of business yogurt. Um, <laughs> no, it would be the TCB. She would have like a bicep tattoo, and it would like say TCB with a lightning bolt. I don't know if it's from a specific movie. No, it didn't say. It just said movie quote or tattoo, but... Uh... I'm, well, Elvis Shirley said TCB in like a... So, yours? If you were going to get my, I'm going to put mine together with the wife so they work together, then I would probably have... I would probably have Princess Leia on me somewhere that was correspondent to Han Solo on her. Mm. Mine would say, I love you, and hers would say... Fuck off. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, I'm tired. <laughs> That's good. You guys did that once. You did the um, were they minifigs or were they? Um, she did it with Legos. Legos. Yeah. She did that. Minifigs. Uh, yeah. That was a great gift. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, who who asked that question again? That was from also Lisa, Lord. and then 
Oh no, I'm sorry. It was Sasha. Sasha. It was it was Lisa's cousin. Sasha. Thank yeah, you, Sasha. Appreciate that question. Season three, big fun. Oh, I hope it was fun. It was it seemed fun to me. I don't know about you guys, but I had fun. I enjoyed it. So we are talking about probably season five, maybe six. Doing the <laughs> it'll be a little while. Are we talking about the, are you wanting to bring up the Marvel thing? Yeah, is that something people would want to hear? I have no idea. I think they might find it interesting. I don't know where we do the entire we, yeah 20, that w- it would twenty two def- Marvel movies yeah of the, it the would canon. definitely be shorter episodes because there's there's not, not no to way compare. to really sit here and go com- you know do you have a, a comparable recommendation or. You know how recasting, yeah, doing so that every like single Iron time. Man is one, you might like Iron Man two. Don't. Yeah. I don't know. That could be fun. I, I've run that by a few people. They've said, "Yeah, that's really cool." But that, I feel like that limits us. It does limit us, and so it may be one of those ones where it would have to be shorter episodes. So by the time you end end up hearing this, this is the end of the contest time frame to enter. Now you enter. When you hear this, you have about a week. Well, that's not like we're gonna really be sticklers about what you said. We're giving you a week. You got a week. You got a week. First uh, prize. What's first prize, Nathan? First prize first, is a set an autographed <laughs> set of steak uh, First prize is an autographed Mariner action figure from Waterworld toy line from I believe Kenner. Mm-hmm. Nathan and I will autograph that. We'll ship that fucker and a sticker and a t-shirt of your size to you. Mm-hmm. Unless you live in like Abu Dhabi or something. Or we Addis, may or Addis Ababa. Uh, <laughs> The second prize is a window placard for the 1988 classic, 88, 89 classic, Major League. Again, autographed by Nathan and myself. Also, a sticker and a t-shirt. Third prize. You're fired. (laughs) Third prize is a set of Back to the Future 2 trading cards, Gremlins 2 trading cards, and I believe Harry and the Hendersons trading cards. And then a sticker and a t-shirt? Sticker and a t-shirt. And Shaven haircut, two bits. Brock, Falcon, you are not qualified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're guests now, and you cannot. Yeah, you're kind of part, you're kind of part of the show, so you don't get to. Uh... No, we won't do that. But yeah, yeah, whoever. Um, if anybody, or it may still be sitting here when we start season four. No one entered anything. I don't understand why they didn't want these things. It's fun. Uh, I hope it's yeah. fun. I hope you guys have fun. Yeah. We have fun. We have fun. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, there will most likely you have heard a Halloween episode that has happened a couple of weeks previous. Sure. That episode is not a part of the contest. We didn't realize when we started releasing the season that <laughs> it was going to fall right on or very, 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 very close to Halloween because yes. we're doing 10 episodes now. And so we had to jump a few hoops. And so you get, um, the last two episodes after Halloween. So the Halloween episode that happens that re- that is released probably right around October 25th is not a part of the contest. The official just canon. FYI. It's not canon. Yeah, it's not canon. It's, it's the Superman it's special. 3 it's of, special. of our... Yeah, the standalone James Bond episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Superman 3. It's Never Say Never Again. Right. Brad is in both of those movies. He is. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> There's your connection. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't know. On if he's that. In any no, other on ones. that. No, on that note, gang. Uh, pick six, season two coming out. Season three, you mean? Yep. 
pick six season three. <laughs> It'll come out in spring. We may do even a couple of like maybe do some we'll plug winter. In. We'll do some plugins. We'll do some. We got some holidays coming up. Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, and you've already heard the Halloween. And we're gonna do. Um, we may do a couple of like winter pick sixes before the spring, possibly. I don't know. Just a couple of guest ones, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, do yeah. you want to be on a pick six? Let shoot us know. Us, we need shoot us an email. Sixpack double featured gmail.com so. do you want to you want to chase her on next season shoot us an email yeah. lisa.sixpackgmail.com um I think that about rounds it rounds everything rounds up. it down rounds, rounds it, it up. up rounds it up wipes it down down, down to the nearest cent yes <laughs> look hey it's a weird world look man there. take a penny leave a penny <laughs> do, do whatever man what a good way to say it go out there and don't be a dick alright kids we will see you next time. Okay? Have a good one. Cheers. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. What are you looking at? Huh? That virus you're always talking about, right? The one that could uh, rip off the company for a bunch of money. Yeah. What about it? Well, how does it work? It's pretty brilliant. What it does is every time there's a bank transaction where interest is computed, and there are thousands a day, the computer ends up with these fractions of a cent, which it usually rounds off. But what this does is it takes those little remainders and puts it into account. This sounds familiar. Yeah, they did in Superman 3. Right. Yeah. Underrated movie, actually.